Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 14th of October, 2021. This is The Gap, episode 587. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gurroy is here. Job, it's Dota week, but more importantly, it is installing Windows 11 on your computer week as well. Fuck yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've done it. Have you done it? No, I'm not insane. Terrified. You're terrified. Hey, it's changed everything. It's the biggest change I've ever seen in my entire life. The start bar is now in the middle yeah. of the screen. Is that what the Every time is? I go to turn the fucking computer off, I have to fucking... Sp- like, it's, it's no longer automatic. I have to go like, what the fuck? Where the fuck is the fucking button again? I've forgotten. Every day. Every day I forget where the fucking start button is. Uh, soon I'll get used to it being in the center, but not yet. Maybe now that I've spoken about it. What if you just oh, press the button on the keyboard to bring it up? Don't fuck? you have one of them? No. What? What fucking button? The button? It's like, do you have one in between Control and Alt? Oh, the Windows key. Yeah. What do you think happens when you press that? Uh, I then press Shift and S, and I can clip, clip <laughs> pictures. That's what it's used right. for, right? That and W. I, I use that and R, so I don't have to. So I don't have to fucking search for command.exe. I just have to remember yep. to right-click run as administrator. Is there That's a tag to run something as administrator from the command line? Because that'd be really useful. That'd save me so much fucking time. Yeah, it is. I hate I mean, it's it's run as. Run as. <laughs> yeah, run as and then you put the whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, right. Because yeah. Oh, I think it's run as administrator. I can't remember. But it's been a while. Like how what's the shortcut for that? Not not in command line. Why couldn't there be? Why couldn't there be like command.exe, like Windows run, right? W, mm. win run, win R, I guess, would be the shortcut to bring it up. Mm-hmm. And then type cmd.exe dash admin and it'll run as administrator. That'd be fucking awesome. Oh, you just, would you just run it as a, um, open up a like a bat file notepad create a bat file as that and then you just click on that rather than go on a alt, c- control r or whatever the fuck you're doing i'm saving myself from clicking on a fucking link by what clicking on a fucking bat file that i ran that's ridiculous what are you trying to run in command prompt as an admin constantly i'm constantly trying to fucking run st- i only ever work in admin okay because this is my yeah. computer and i am the fucking administrator okay and i it <laughs> sickens me that i have to fucking run things as administrator there is no administrator right just fucking stop restricting me from being able to do whatever the fuck i want on my computer holy shit yeah infuriate this is why i don't i don't install windows 11 no, this was this was a Windows. Bad enough. This is a ten problem. I don't even know if it's fixed in Windows. I'm scared to, to find out. To be honest, it doesn't. While we're recording a podcast, doesn't seem like a a very good time to experiment with what has changed <laughs> in Windows 11. We should probably just yeah. leave it as as stock standard as humanly possible, because who knows what I've fucked up already. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the audio is like a robot this week. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yep. Yeah. We'll get there. It'll be it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, but yeah. Anyway, does it change your gaming life though, mate? Is anything? Holy shit! You should see the fucking the worst games in existence now run so much better. Just all the yeah. shittiest games to come out in twenty twenty. Hey, I had a fucking brain move, big brain move uh, earlier this week. I haven't. I've I've saved it for the podcast. 
and I've got to get it out of me because otherwise I'm going to forget. But my theory, right, is 2021, right? 2020 was the year where games lacked polish, right? They just couldn't get the polish they required because COVID fucked everything. 2021 is the year where games lack coherent fucking direction. That's what it is, right? Again. You didn't think they started early with 2021? What do you mean? Like just a bit, a bit of both. Oh no, definitely, definitely a bit of both. But like, but if you want to like point to what what the fault is of like you know, because it's just been a fucking run of games that just don't seem to really understand what they're fucking doing, right? Like they just they've got an idea, but they don't really execute it in any satisfying way. Because as soon as they try to go there. They seem to veer off in another direction, right? Like fucking Battlefield and Call of Duty. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. And fucking <clears throat> Far Cry 6. Um, like all the blockbuster games, all these games that require, that, that involve 70 million studios to put them together, right? Have all had to, like they were working already collaboratively yeah. online but there was coherence because they were working in the studios themselves but shifting to this this work from home uh scenario has changed the way everyone is working uh towards their goals yeah and so now there's there's an extra layer that and i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying that they fail to fucking adjust to it in time because the the fucking machine never stops, right? The fucking Far Cry has to come out. Call of Duty has to come out every mm-hmm. year. Battlefield has to come out and before 2042, I suppose. Like, they have to fucking pump these games out so they can't say, hey, we, like, fuck, Battlefield actually did pause for a little bit, right? Uh, like, they're trying, but they need more than a month. Because what's happened is at like a fucking, at a core level, there is a miscommunication. There's a, there's a misstep in the way that they're talking to one another and the way that they're fucking talking about what they want to put together. And the result is something that, that isn't quite right. It's like you sort of understand what they're going for, but it's not quite there because it's it's the fucking it's gartic phone right it's the fucking telephone game in game developing triple a blockbuster game development form and that's my that's my overarching theory when we get to the end of the year and we have our trending gaming that's my pitch for the trending gaming is or when we try and do our top five and we struggle to come up with five games just just five games we can't talk about it yet, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next week um, we will talk about one of my top five games. I'll tell you what, I think we we touched on it last week, but like Far Cry Six, one of the perfect examples in that is when you go to your hideouts and the game switches from a first person game to a third person oh, game. God. And uh, I, something we said last week, like Nate was, was playing and he messages, he's like, I think my game's broken. It's in third person now. Yeah. And he couldn't work out why. Yeah. And then when I got, I got to that spot, I'm like, fuck, mine's broken. Like my game's in third person. And then it wasn't until it's was like, oh, maybe it's this area that is like 
a third person spot that's his, that's like a perfect example of of someone being like someone in charge of the direction and saying what if we make it third person and the player has me as a player i have no idea why this thing's in third person i, I can't yeah. think of it until i go to the main menu and i can realize you can buy microtransactions to make your character look a specific way yep and then that clicks like oh we need to have it in third person so the player can see what they've bought and that is the only reason that is in there yeah yeah it adds because because they're charging people micro transactions to buy a cosmetic it adds like nothing to the game yeah. experience except for confusion except for the momentary hang on what the fuck uh yeah that's all it adds that and the ability to see your character wearing a fucking weird hat or whatever yeah that doesn't do anything no yeah utterly pointless uh yeah and that's basically it's like a like, year of that that's that's <laughs> that's the next year <laughs> that's yeah like we're just gonna see more and more of it like just these fucking things that just don't really make sense until you it's like qui bono right like who fucking who profits right you shouldn't have to ask that in a video game that you purchased uh who profits the per people who took your fucking money for the purchase of the video game not fucking you know it shouldn't be any more complicated than that um but yeah anyway uh shall we talk about some video games yeah let's kick things off with the dota 2 international 10 has started uh, i've been watching a lot of dota watched the group stages um uh, which was exciting a lot of fun games very close uh bracket um one of them was like like a four-way tie or something in one of the group stages it was nuts um but yeah and then uh you know, they, they were doing some things in there. Obviously, the first day, something went wrong. I think the Dota coordinator busted or something. I haven't really looked into it, but that's what I'm assuming happened because it took a while for those games to start. Like, it was like two hours, hour and a half maybe, um, for that first match to start, which is pretty annoying because I sat down at 6 and then the games need to start till like 7.30 and it's like, what is going Like, they got to the point where they just cut from all the commentators and went back to it like a dota 2 or a dota international splash screen yeah and that's that there for age so i'm like something's broken like something is definitely broken here there's no yep. way and you could tell they were just kind of all right we've got to try and make some time up and so they were just talking rubbish for so long so um, long it was fun i guess that's ages. just that was just everybody jumping into the game i guess to watch um yeah it sounds like it sounds like from numbers i've heard they're getting massive numbers on like it's gone up again from last year um which is good but yeah that's been the, like probably my biggest issue with it so far is there's a bit of finicky stuff going on sometimes i've got sound hitches production hitches and all that sort of stuff but it's generally rectified um they got piping in crowd hosting oh yeah the, yeah. the, the crowd uh the, the yeah the fake crowd is so fucking obnoxious it's sad they fixed it now though have it, they it was really? terrible at the start it was during group stage it, it was way bad. worse it was way worse but i still don't think it's very good i don't know how they were doing it at the start but i have a feeling it was maybe tied to like the game or something like or the, the game twitch was doing cheering it. thing right they had that oh, that, right. that element in it 
So yeah, that could be it. So maybe that. They've got a guy play. manually doing it now, apparently, with like a keyboard, which is, right. it sounds so much better. Like yeah. it sounds a lot, a lot more organic. It's still weird that it's there, oh, yeah. but it's, it's still, yeah. um, it seems natural now, which is, is okay with me. What were you going to say about Frankie hosting? Uh, she's obviously, you know, fresh to yeah. the scene. Um, and uh, I just don't think she's doing a very good job, to be honest. Uh, I think there's a lot of people there not doing very good jobs. That I think she's I, she's overcompensating and it seems super awkward. Uh, I'm used to, uh, like, I know, I know who you're thinking. I know who you're going to say uh slacks right and he's never done a good job but he's always there and at this point it's just <laughs> tradition um uh, but uh yeah it was i just ever like I, I just can't watch the panels now because she's like she made fucking um purge look so fucking uncomfortable when she kept asking questions and then answering before he could when he tried to give a genuine answer like at one point, she he he gave like his honest answer, and she was like, "Well, you're wrong." It's and then she like promoted something, and like they zoomed in on her, but like not fast enough to see Purge's face. Like, what? How am I? Yeah. Like, yeah, just fucking awkward as shit. Uh, but like, yeah. I'm I'm sure it will shake out over the course of the fucking uh the twenty because like you know maybe it was first day jitters and stuff like that. It was just fucking. It's just been awkward as fuck to kick off and uh so i haven't been staying on that shit um, yeah I, there was a moment where i think she asked um uh can you explain to the audience how midas works which is an item in dota right there's i don't know how many items there are in dota but there's a lot there's yeah. fucking there's even more than when i last watched it watched <laughs> it there's so many in there there's uh tons and tons and tons um and then you had like two people try to explain how Midas worked, being like, we use it on a creep. And then that gives you like two point, I think it's 2.5 experience <laughs> because it's one of those things where like this stuff changes, like they're yeah. always buffing or nerfing things. And like, I think it's like 2.5 gold or sorry, or experience. And then you get like 150 gold or something. And it's, it's a weird moment of like having two people trying to go back into their brain uh, figure out the exact specifics of this thing that the way it works when it might have been patched four weeks ago and having to remember a hundred different items on top of a hundred different heroes and like that sort of thing it's that's like, one of those you, those situations where what you really want to do is keep it fucking broad oh yeah, yeah you use it on a creep and you get some fucking gold <laughs> yeah but I've, I've heard a lot of those like really basic sort of questions that i mean it's good they're there for the i, I the like i like i want know. that i want those basic questions to exist absolutely yeah um but i don't think they need the specifics of somebody that's what it is saying yeah. it they need a fucking boom thing comes up on the bottom of the screen like a stat bar right yeah that says midas and then here's how the item works and you know what it does a little there like in game when you click on a hero and you go, what does this ability do? It pops up with its, you the know, tip. Yeah. the name of it, a little video of how it works, interacting with other heroes. Like they need that on the screen. Yeah, they don't need someone explaining it, or two guys trying to think 
the just, like just explain specifics. in broad terms and then yeah. and then pop up the oh video. it's got a yeah. 90 second cooldown as well and like oh man okay like at this yeah. point you're just guessing and if you're wrong like it just makes people even more confused yeah um anyway but there's also um there was one guy i was watching i don't want to rag on people but like there was one guy i was watching who was interviewing people and he just seemed there a lot of people here i don't know who they are and that's not that's not the production's fault that's my fault for not keeping up with dota for the last two years because that's how long it has been since i've watched dota because the international didn't happen last year um the last time i watched it was in in melbourne yeah before i left for san francisco and um and so i think they've had a shuffling of of people that have come through and this person there's a lot of people that it's obviously their first ti and they just seemed really nervous um yeah, there's definitely some of nerves. the questions you're asking and things like that are just uh, very. Uh, they're, they're like questions I used to ask when I was first interviewing people, <laughs> like that sort of thing, <laughs> like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I don't know, man. Like I'm enjoying it. Um, at least Gabe was there. They flashed. I, I I was hoping for the the fan theory of the uh, the 3D Gabe up oh, on stage. Oh, the hollow, the hollow night. Uh, they haven't done any Gabe. of that this year. Yeah. Devastated. He's got he's got fucking me and Gabe, hey. Same hair. It's a fucking look, man. It's a fucking look. Just dye it white. Yeah, fuck cosplayers. Yeah. As Gabe this Halloween. Perfect. <laughs> Genius. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah. No, I've been enjoying it though. Uh, I'm enjoying it more because uh, we've got a we've got our Dota two spoiler chat on our Discord going. Uh, and Frisco and JB. Uh, who are still giant Dota dorks have very helpfully been uh, explaining uh, things sometimes, especially when they yeah. use they use lingo that I just don't I can't fucking decipher. Uh, but they're quick to explain it and they just you know talk through the mm. games. I'm much less active on it because I'm usually watching Dota, playing something, and then I've got the Discord up on my third screen. Uh, so it's it's hard enough uh as a small brain dipshit that i am it's hard enough for me to be playing video games and watching dota at the same time um mm -hmm. but also engaging with with discord uh, i just can't do but uh when the super super crazy shit pops off i will yeah. stop playing my video game whatever game i'm playing uh that i can't talk about and uh and just watch the dota through and start talking about it. it it's always half-life three and one day i'll be allowed to talk about it but it's not today maybe when i dye my hair white yeah that'll unlock it would you ascend yeah <laughs> um but yeah i uh yeah then i i'll try to jump in discord but it's good reading their comments anyway like i can't like answer because i'm not fucking up i can't keep up with their combo anyway but yeah uh no, it's good. It's it's been real real good watching, and uh, I've been trying to watch live, but I'm mostly watching recaps. Uh, yeah, the games start at like six. Yeah, um, and finish very early. I mean, they might even still be going at this point. I have no idea. That's um, the problem. Like, yeah, I, I will watch them while I'm awake uh, and playing on one screen, but yeah, I just can't can't do the whole thing. Um, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but it's going to be good for the fucking finals. It's going to be fantastic for the finals. We should fucking... Yeah, hopefully good timing. 
Well, it should be six, right? Or like seven. Oh, man, they, they might push it back to later on. It could be like a 10 o'clock start or something. 10 p.m. That's not that bad. Watch fucking... Yeah. Jump Five in. games? Watch. It's, 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 it's three games. LGD are going to play three fucking games. It'll be over in 90 fucking minutes. <laughs> fucking... What if they play IG? And then IG is like, <laughs> I'm going to play 90-minute Dota because that's what we do. <laughs> Yeah. Though actually, um, actually, LGD had, like LGD lost last. Oh, sorry. Oh, I watched that one. Okay, <laughs> they, lost, they lost. They lost one game. Right? They lost one game, and it was fucking long. Them. That was like an hour long fucking game. That was you. Just, you don't seem to see hour long games as Dota anymore. But that one, hmm. that was long. Um, but yeah, no. yeah. I, like, I got to the point where I was looking up heroes that because I had no idea. <laughs> they were like yeah. I knew Snapfire and I knew uh, oh yeah from Underlords <laughs> uh, I was going to say Void but it's not is it Void? yeah it's Void um, the purple one Hi. and I'm like I have no idea like what they do in Dota I know what they do in <laughs> in Underlords yep uh, and then there's like Hoodwink that I had to look up to see what their abilities do um, and then I got to the point where they they have a new um because like I said, it's been two years since I've watched any Dota. Yep. They've got uh, farming neutral creeps. Now gives you items randomly. Um, uh, five random five random items per person or, or like per per level, sorry. And um, I have no idea how that any of that works in terms of the leveling system, but it's there. But they're all items that I've never seen before. And then there's even more new items. And I'm just so like... That um, yeah, okay. I'd have to probably go read patch notes for an hour and a half to try and figure out where we're at with this stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's getting like it's it's definitely like more complicated at this point. There's so much more happening. Um there's uh there's now a tower in the middle of the jungle that you can sort of switch backwards and forwards. Like you that capture used- and like for your yeah, team. Yeah, which is I think it's a good idea because it allows you to get to it speeds up games. Yeah. Right? That's what they're, they're trying to do. Speed the games up um, to make them quicker. And, and, it and create as... areas of conflict. Like yeah. areas of conflict that aren't in your fucking lane, in the pit, Roshan. Like those are those are the usual areas of conflict. Mm. But now there's this extra one and it sort of can be done at any time. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a good thing in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I played some Dota two yesterday. What? Mm. That I explains. That explains why you went incommunicado for sixteen hours. Now no, it's all coming together. <laughs> no, I was doing other things. Um, yeah, I jumped in. I uh, I didn't realize how much Dota two I've actually played. Like I know I played a lot. Yeah, but I I've played a lot of Dota two because I my go to game these days is like. Um, Dead by, by Daylight, Daylight. Yeah. for the last what two years I feel like I've been playing Dead by Daylight on and off Yeah. Um, or maybe year and a bit year and a bit I can't remember whenever you did your um, updated review for for GameSpot is kind of when I jumped back in yeah but um, even before that like I'd still played a bunch well I thought I'd played a bunch and then I jumped into 
I've got about a thousand, I think I cracked a thousand hours in, in Dead by Daylight recently. No, I haven't even cracked a thousand hours. All right, I'm at 800 <laughs> hours in Jesus. Dead by Daylight, right? Yeah. I've got 3,000 hours in Dota 2. Fucking hell. I'm like, oh, okay. I've played a lot of Dota. Um, And it, so I, I jumped in and uh, I was like, let's play ranked. <laughs> that sounds like oh, a yeah. fun idea. They love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I jumped into, it's calibrating my oh, yeah, MMR, course. I guess. So yep. it's doing that. And, uh, I was like, well, I'll just play support cause I'm not playing carry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I feel like getting yelled at today. Fair. Uh, so I played it, I played a support game and we won and I thought I did pretty well. So I was yep. happy with myself. Do, um, are there like commendations and stuff that you can get from his teammates or some shit or? Is is the greatest commendation of all just not getting fucking cursed out? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, I did start the game getting yelled at by the other support player who who went to... Um, I don't know. He was down the bottom or the, he was like doing... I don't know what they were doing. It was a dazzle. And he was like down the bottom. I was playing Disruptor. Um, he went down the bottom... And then I was the I was like, well, I'm going top lane then because you, you guys are all down there. So I went top lane and uh, we were on Dyer, which is the, the top right Red team. team. Yeah. Um, and then eventually my carry came across. I think it was Spectre off the top of my head. Might have not been. I've watched so much Dota 2, I can't remember anymore. Um, I can't remember my own game. And uh, he... He came in and then uh, eventually this Dazzle came to top lane and started giving me grief, being like, go to bottom, go to bottom. And I'm like, like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm not, I was literally the only one here for fucking two minutes in my <laughs> lane by myself. I didn't say this, so I, I just ignored him. Uh, and then I got two kills while <laughs> while this Dazzle was here. And then the dude down the bottom started giving the Dazzle shit. <laughs> So he left and went down the bottom uh and i ended up getting like six or seven kills as a not hard support i just went normal just went support um meanwhile dazzle got zero kills the entire game get fucking wrecked car got clapped i think i got the second it, we played a we played a game of uh chinese dota where we we could have won that game and for whatever reason our blood seeker decided to um just drag it out oh he kept he kept diving the other team and either dying or killing three of them and then running back and being like we all gotta wait for roshan we can't we can't dive like this i'm like we're not no, no one's diving it's just you <laughs> that's diving oh good oh good <laughs> yeah um uh, but yeah i don't know man i like i might play some more i i enjoyed my time with it uh you know won a game didn't get yelled at too much yep felt like felt like sounds good sounds days. good sounds good <laughs> Yeah, that's that's gaming in 2021. Playing games from 1999. Mm. Yeah, excellent. Uh, cool. Uh, so yeah, but, the international's still going. We'll continue yeah. for the rest of fucking. I don't know. Next week. Until next week. Uh, yeah, should be good. We should definitely yeah. work out when the fucking finals kicking off, and then yeah. Well, watch. we're hanging out this weekend, aren't we? We are. Indeed. I'm cooking a It might brisket. be Sunday. It's finishing on Sunday. No way. 
It might be, right? Today is Thursday. It no. might be Sunday or Monday. Monday. I feel, right? I'm not looking it up because I don't want to get spoiled. Oh, but um, um, my guess is Sunday. Do, 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 ba, ba, ba. Monday. It's got to be Monday. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, you can watch them on Saturday. Said, yeah, we'll just have it on in the background. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll watch that. Uh, team up, watch it together. Sounds like a plan. Uh, I'm making a brisket. What a brisket. What a brisket this is. My favorite butchers, uh, if you're in Sydney, Australian Meat Emporium, they're amazing, uh, had marble score five plus, uh, so a nice fatty piece of brisket for uh, 26 bucks a kilo. So I got three kilo, a three kilo brisket, trimmed it up, got about half a kilo of just uh, general meat that I can turn into burger patties. And I think like... What did you do with the other half? No, just half a kilo. Oh. It's just trimming. You got to trim it off. Right. Then... I thought you trimmed it and then threw the rest out. I was like, what did well, you do with the rest of it? I did, I did wind up throwing <laughs> out about uh, half a kilo of, of just straight up fat. Because uh, you can't. You got to get rid of it. That's how they get you. You got to get rid of the fat. Uh, yeah. always they, they could get rid of it, but they don't want it. They want to charge you for it. That's it. That was that's thirteen bucks worth of. You should open your fat. own shop, Job's. No fat meat. No fat meat. Yep, that's it. Uh, <laughs> crack a fatty, Job's. Okay. Yeah. No fat meat. Um. And then yeah, the rest is is two beautiful briskets that I uh, I brined overnight. I I smoked for two hours, and they're now in the sous vide machine for another forty eight hours. And then when I crack them out, I'll chuck them back on the smoker again one more time uh, for uh, to, just to get the bark. And that, that'll that be it. It'll be ready to rock. It's going to be very exciting. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah. Nice. It should be good. Anyway, video yeah. games. More video games. <laughs> Let's talk about them. Uh, Metro Dread is now out. The Nintendo Switch or the Nintendo Switch OLED, whatever you fancy. Um, have we talked about the OLED at all? I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Other than uh, we announced it. Yep. Seems like a. I don't know, man. Like I wouldn't be paying extra, whatever it is, on top of it to to play. I wouldn't be paying as much as it costs to buy an Xbox Series S. To buy a Nintendo Switch OLED, I think that is insanity. Um. But if you like Nintendo games, hey, you probably don't listen to this podcast because we trash on them all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of trashing on them, uh, Metroid Dread, I don't like it. Hey, I do not like it. I do not understand how it's been so... Like, this isn't a review or anything. I haven't finished it. I'm not even close to finishing it. I just find it really fucking tedious. I just find the controls to be really fucking annoying. Uh, it's but it's, playing it's, it's like a classic. with a controller. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a classic of the fucking series. Yeah. Like the I've, I've always had a problem with the way Metroid does enemies uh, below regular heights because you have to duck, and I've found that Metroid has fucking always had this problem with ducking. Like you fucking, you. It seems like I'm 
fucking pressing down on the fucking uh, controller, but it's registering it as fucking down forward or some shit. And you got to fucking specifically duck. And I just hate that, man. Just fucking duck and shoot the fucking thing that's crawling at me. Fuck's sake. That's far from the only thing that's wrong with it. Like, there are a number... Like, I just find the movement to be really bad. I just find the movement to be really imprecise. And it is a classic of the fucking 2D version of the series. The, the Like, coming from... You know, the Metroidvania genre is so fucking rich at this point. So fucking deep. There's so many fucking games in that fucking genre. And every time I play a Metroid game, a 2D Metroid game, it just feels like I'm being roped back into the fucking distant past. Like it hasn't learned anything of what what is possible. You know, like you're fucking holding... I can't remember the fuck. ZR... No, ZL... And fucking, I can't remember what the, the buttons are on the fucking. <laughs> like you're holding, I'm just gonna call them LB and, and LR. Uh, sorry, LT. Yeah. Uh, like left button, left trigger. Right, you're holding LB and then aiming, and then you gotta fucking hold RB to charge your rocket, and then like you fucking. It's, it's like fucking like crab handing yeah crab handing this fucking shit so you can fire a fucking rocket off half the shit you gotta charge like it just doesn't make any sense to me because games have solved that problem multiple times and i don't know why you would need like why does why is a precision aiming uh element so critical to the fucking game of, of metroid I just don't like. I just don't agree with that as a fucking design philosophy because in a two D space, it just doesn't really need to be. And like really early on, uh, I was talking to my brother about this. The first boss for me was a, a situation where I had to shoot fucking. I had to shoot two boxes, and for some reason, the like, like it's not three sixty degree motion. It's like. It's not like eight degrees, right? But when you aim your precision shot, it doesn't go a full 360 degrees. So you can't easily just fucking aim at a fucking box. You have to stand in the correct position and then aim at it because otherwise you'll just shoot either side of this fucking box. And so you shoot at the box and then you're going to move to the other side and shoot at the box and then you're going to jump up and wall jump up this fucking ledge. And that was the first boss for me. That was... I don't know, the fucking third screen in the game or some shit. I'm like, I can't even fucking jump up a goddamn wall. Like, it's just, it feels so off, the the wall jumping and shit. And, like, it gets so much worse. It's got, the, the game has these things called EMMIs, Emmys, uh, that are indestructible. Like, you do get the tools required to kill them, but it droops and drabs them. You don't always have the ability to kill them and they evolve uh and they get more dangerous but basically they will chase you and kill you in one shot and you've got a fucking four frame window uh to counter them once they take their shot and you know like it's once you get the timing down it's very easy to do but 
It means like the fucking the way Metroid games work, the way Metroidvanias work is that you're exploring everything, right? Like you're exploring every fucking area and going through and painstakingly like fucking think about fucking Ori and the Will of the Wisps, right? Like most of that game is like standing on one fucking screen and jumping and trying to get like up to a fucking cloud or some shit. Right? But you can't do that while you're being chased by an invincible fucking monster that will kill you in one fucking hit. And if you die to it, you get reset back to before a fucking cutscene. Like, that's fucking insane. And you gotta go through all that shit again and then what, go find the fucking same cloud and try to jump, try to fucking work out how you puzzle platform your way up to that fucking cloud again? Get the fuck out of here. Like, it just doesn't make sense. That's not the fucking castlevania metroidvania game i want to fucking play man like oh you're not nimble enough right for it to be such a critical fucking element of the fucking game experience in my opinion because the fucking the controls are stuck in this fucking old school very like imprecise uh situation there's like you ever see like when like I've seen a bunch of, you know, game devs talk about how they do stuff and how games cheat to make you think you're succeeding when technically you're failing. Like those those games where like the Mario Kart. No, That's no. Like, no, like when you're walking on a platform, how the platform's collision detection is actually oh, actually a little bit longer than the visible element of the platform itself so that you don't fucking yeah. drop from the platform the moment you fucking... So that when you're trying to do those long sprinting jumps, you can technically, like, Looney Tunes-style step on the air and make the jump happen, right? Because for the player, that feels infinitely better. Or when you're jumping up to something to grab onto it, you don't need to fucking... It doesn't need to be fucking perfect. It doesn't need to be pixel perfect. That's not the case in Metroid Dread. You have to be fucking pixel perfect the entire way. But it's also a game where some fucking invincible thing is chasing you the entire fucking time. And it will kill you in one shot and reset you to before a fucking... Uh... Like, cutscene. And then when you come back to these areas, one of the like one of the key elements of progression in a fucking Metroidvania is the sense of progression you have when you come back to an area you've already been through and you know everything about it. You're like, oh yeah, fuck, I've been through here. And now I have the tools to open that door. I can jump to that thing. I can grab that box. I can fucking turn into a ball and scoot through that fucking wall. Right? But that doesn't happen because you're fucking you're you go through these screens. At fucking lightning pace, because there's the fucking boogeyman chasing you. And it just ruins that fucking sense of progression as well. Like, no part of this game feels like it makes sense to me. It doesn't fucking feel like a good Metroidvania experience, which is just crazy. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe again, maybe it's the, the curse of 2021. Maybe this was something that they had a good idea about and they went to execute it. Like, you know, they talked it through and, and tried to execute it in a certain way. And then it turns out that the fucking ultimate fucking execution of it just wasn't that good because of the fucking, the 2021-ness of it all. 
there's a breakdown in communication. They're like, yeah, so you got it's Metroid Dread, so you're supposed to have this feeling of dread. So while you're going through the labyrinth, right? There's this thing that's chasing you, right? The fucking it's the Minotaur of the labyrinth, right? Because a cast a Metroidvania game is a labyrinth, uh, and and why not? Why not have a Minotaur? That's fucking cool. It's spooky. It's scary. It, it, it like Samus is at this point extremely fucking powerful, a very powerful person in this world. But this sort of fucking drags her back down. That's fucking cool. That's Greek fucking mythology shit, right? And then they execute it, and they're like, "Well, if you go in this area, you'll fucking instantly die, and also you're gonna make these pixel perfect jumps up these fucking walls, and if you ever fucking drop, you die." And uh, that's about it. That's the whole. That's the game. And they're like, "Well, that's not quite what we were going for, but like, we're gonna fucking pump it out." So, like, there's a, a I don't know. There's, we're gonna get ready for Mario eighty four. So, I'm afraid we're gonna just have to put it out there. Like, that's how it feels. I just don't like this game, man. I, I just do not like it. And I do not want to fucking continue to play it because everything I do just feels really fucking like every failure point feels tedious. And I know I've spoken about how, you know, games should like, I don't want to fucking hear any fuck. I don't want to get any fucking guff. Oh yeah. Oh, the game doesn't cheat to let you feel like you're better than it is. Like, yeah, all fucking games do that, right? Every single fucking game does that, right? Technically, all AI in every game knows where you are at all times. And they don't instantly fucking swarm you because game designers know that's not very fun. Right? There's no way to separate the fucking AI of a guard in fucking... in... Deathloop, right? From the... Like, from one guard from another. They all know everything the game knows at all times. And it is only because they are told to ignore those that information that you have a fucking halfway decent experience. That's, yeah, but Metroid Dread doesn't work that way. These fucking yeah. Emmy things find you from fucking all over the place. They hunt you down, chase you down, and fucking, they fuck you up. Yeah, that's what like good stealth games usually do. Like, um... Or, or good stealth mechanics. Far Cry 6, um, this happened a lot where you would be detected by the enemy, but unless they shoot or like notify anybody, then if you can kill them before that thing happens, nobody else knows, right? Games where the moment you're detected, the entire base is like, oh my God, someone's here. Yeah. That's when it's like so game breaking. It's like, well, yeah, I did get detected but then i shot half a second later and they were dead like yeah. i shot him in the head they didn't shoot or anything like that like yeah um so like, like sometimes those things can be done properly yeah exactly right like yeah the reality is games always cheat to make the player feel better than they are right that's just the reality of game design and if they don't do it you notice and it's annoying and yeah that's it that's the situation and yeah, Metro well, yeah what i was bringing up mario kart was because mario kart was a prime example of that game is all about cheating yeah like that is how that whole thing is the racing is designed it's rubber banding and to to make you you know if you're in last place they'll make the ones behind you 
sorry, the ones in front of you slow to, to get past them. And then there are proper racing games that don't do that. Yeah. Um, because it is about shaving off seconds, you know, each lap. That's what uh, the to game try is, and yeah. Take them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't like Metro Tread. Uh, but I'll tell you what, there was a article that went made the rounds uh, the other day about mm-hmm. emulators and there's a Switch emulator out. Mm-hmm. And I checked that shit out and that's fucking for real. That's fucking crazy. That might be the yeah. best way to play fucking Switch games if if the emulator runs said game. Yeah. Because it's I mean, because locked you, you, in you're 60 getting frames a second. It's fucking... 60 frames, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like locked in 60 frames... Like my 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 computer is significantly more powerful than a Nintendo yeah. Switch. I think my phone is significantly more powerful than a Nintendo Switch. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's staggering. That's some shit, man. It's impressive. Uh, but of course, make sure you own the game. Uh, if yeah. you're trying to emulate it, only only use games you own. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's Metroid Dread. It's out now. Um, let's move on. We got Icarus, the beta weekend again this last couple of days. You jumped in. I didn't. Yep. I'm good at this point. That's <laughs> I feel fair. like I'm gonna get burnt out by the time this thing comes out. That's fair. Uh, but it's it, like beta weekend four was sort of the execution of literally what what Drew was saying a couple of weeks ago, uh, and what what I've been saying the whole time. It's, it was the execution of the the short term loop uh, that Icarus is supposed to be about all about like that that sort of really tight uh, survival experience where you drop in you complete your mission and then, and then you get the fuck out and I think mm. it's an exceptional execution of that idea uh, at least so far um going to be interesting to see because they they changed everything they changed the the skill tree again changed all that stuff again so uh it's gonna be interesting to see where they ultimately land with sh- with this ship but um yeah beta weekend four involved three uh you had to acquire three uh like basically mcguffins yeah, MacGuffins. VX nerve gas, some shit. Uh, it was like green and in a vial, and they were like, if you drop it, everyone dies. And you're like, okay. So it's the rock. Um, but yeah, these warheads crashed, uh, or satellites cra- holding warheads crashed or some shit. And you had to go fucking grab the warheads and get back off base. And uh, and that was basically, that was the mission. Mm-hmm. And you you had the location of the warhead, so you knew, knew where where to go, uh, but you sort of knew that shit was going to pop off when you went there as well. So it was in your interests to sort of build yourself up before you went. Um, and so yeah, we built a we built a base. We fucking picked a magical p- place for the base. We built it. Uh, it's it's sort of. So Beta Weekend 4 started off the same map, but they unlocked more uh, of it. So another portion of it. 
uh, an ice, a snowy area to the south. They still haven't done desert. They've pushed that back a, a little bit. Um, but yeah, so they unlocked the snow. And so, uh, yeah, we were able to go down into the snow and check check that out. It's a completely different snowy area. That was coincidentally where one of the warheads was. Uh, but we set up our base a little bit, not in the same place as it was uh, last time we played, which I believe was Beta Weekend 3 um, when we went and did Mammoth. We moved it up to a different lake so that we'd be able to... It was just a... a I, th I think a better starting spot. We set it up. I got I late. So it was me, Drew, and Heath playing. JB jumped in real briefly, uh, helped out, stole all our shit. It was very good. Um, but yeah, we built up this base, uh, base operations, just sort of fleshed it out, went mining, did the usual, the survival shit. And then we went and grabbed these things and uh, like these MacGuffins. And it worked. It was really fucking good. Like, I get it. And like, you don't have to build a giant fucking house, but you do it because ultimately it allows you to have enough room for all the shit you need. Uh, we wound up having multiple stories because Drew sort of built it down this cliff face using the cliff as like one of the walls really worked. Um, like carried like just fucking aesthetically pleasing and sort of very functional and all that kind of stuff. And so that was good. Uh, and then, yeah, away you fucking went, man. Um, we're just doing mining, doing grabbing the stuff we needed for steel, uh, grabbing the stuff we needed for, uh, like, f fur, armor, and all that kind of shit so we can go into the snow, making guns, and then we went and completed the mission. And it fucking what? Like, it was good, man. It was good fun. Uh... I think like we just had a really good fucking system down. Now that we know, and I think that's it, right? Now that we know how the game works, we can do this stuff pretty efficiently. And we like still wasted a little bit of time because obviously all of the fucking blueprints were changed and all that kind of stuff. And so some of the stuff we needed, we didn't have immediate access to. But I made it to like level 22 or something. And I was able to, I got enough points that I was able to fucking grab that shit right and uh and make up for any shortfalls in what heath and and drew had for their blueprints which was good and uh yeah went into the snow completed our fucking mission it was really interesting we left the northern objective to last which was it was basically where the mammoth was last time it was almost the entire way back there but to actually complete the mission, you have to take it back to your dropship and then leave. Yeah. Uh, like leave, leave, leave the, leave, leave the, the planet. planet. Extract. And, yeah, extract. And so we had to like fight our way to it and then make our way back out. And one of the things that I, uh, I, I found really interesting was uh, we just sort of fucking unleashed like when we realized we were just going back, um, it didn't matter anymore. It's, it's sort of like what you were talking about last week. Like you just sort of use, we were just sort of using everything, right? We no longer had to worry about like fucking holding, like, yeah, holding onto shit just in case, which is the survival game sort of like mantra, 
right? It's it's core to the survival. Even when you know, like you're, it's it's like fucking go time. You're like, oh shit, we're gonna die if I don't do this. Even then, you still sort of hold off on shit because you're like, well, I can't use everything because this might happen again. It's like you know, but it's like the Alan Wake thing where suddenly once you've finished and you know you're leaving the fucking planet you can do whatever we were like just fuck we we just i think we had like fucking 150 fucking bullets between us and so we didn't fucking sneak our way back out of the snow we just fucking clapped anything that fucking came in range rabbits wolves polar bears fucking everything we just fucking blasted that shit uh and it was fucking cool. It was really good, a really like fun way to sort of experience the yeah the ultimate unleashed version of the the Icarus experience. Like you'd never do that, I reckon. Like I, I don't generally in a survival game, you would build all these guns and stuff, and then you would upgrade your gun and then you just sort of put that fucking either you dismantle the gun for the resources or you just destroy it you throw it away you'd never use it right like how many fucking swords did we wind up using uh like building in fucking valheim that we just never really had any use for because you mm -hmm. you'd find some other way around them and you sort of throw them away so yeah it's very cool that you sort of got to fucking, I don't know, blap everything. It's a, an unexpected uh, outcome of, of the entire sort of session-based environment is that, yeah, suddenly at some point the survival game becomes a sort of action game. You just sort of blast away. Until cool. they introduce uh, robots and you got to shoot the robots because it's... Yeah. Why? Why do you? Why? why? Then you need something to shoot back at you. So they put robots in there. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got a stealth. That makes sense. That's yeah. Well, it probably wouldn't suck. It'd just be different. But yeah. Anyway. Cool. All right. Anything else to add on that one? No, I don't think so. No. It's good fun. Let's keep on going here. Then we got Battlefield 2042 up next. Um, so last week we talked about it. We had played a couple of hours of the, um, I guess, media slash influences content creator session the EA put on. Uh, and then we got like one, was it one night in? We recorded Thursday last week, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we got one night in on the main thing. Uh, we were pretty harsh on it um which i i'm still surprised by that like the um like all the stuff i've seen on it just the lacking of criticism towards this it sort of started to come out now a little bit more yeah but but just the initial reaction was very strange to me uh just because we saw so many issues with it but we've had a, a bunch more time to play and i'm still under the impression like this game shouldn't be coming out this year um because i got to to ch check out some of the other specialists in the game and i just don't like i don't know why this system is in there it's so strange like uh, i played a bunch of doc or the doctor i don't know the fucking name of it and um 
it's the kind of thing where you're like, well, why would I pick anybody else? Uh, like on top of, why do I want the person with the grapple hook now? Obviously, yeah, that's cool. I can grapple, but I can heal myself with a gun and get back into a fight almost immediately. I can heal everyone else because I've got 40 bullets of this thing um, and I can carry an ammo pack or like whatever I want, basically. And um, and then you sort of weigh that up against other people. Like, do I want a recon drone? Probably not. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm running around why, like why would I? information. But uh, I mean, like I've got to control the thing. So I, it means I'm not on it. And... and Battlefield 2042 has the world's worst UI and shittiest fucking marking system. So what the fuck's the point of it? Yeah. Mm. I mean, and there's weird stuff that's come out about this, right? The the information like we were given is like, this is an old build, that sort of stuff. But there's been reports. Um, I think I linked it. I might've linked it in the Discord or I linked it to you guys. But uh, Tom Henderson, who is uh, who we've talked about a bunch on here, um, who's leaked a, a stack of, uh, I think he, he leaked Battlefield 2042. He's one of those guys. But he was he's, he's leaked a bunch of Battlefield stuff. He's also leaked some Call of Duty stuff recently. Um, but basically did an article saying like that, that internally they they think this project is in trouble. Like, um, it's not an old build. It's like a build from September, <laughs> like you know, all this sort of, or, or, um, or not, not even like recently, quite recent and, uh, and just saying like, this is the state of the game and, and, and it's not looking too crash hot. Um, yeah, and it just seems to me like they're just rushing this thing out. Like they need to want they want it out this year, and so that's what they're going with, to, you know, because investors need a game to come out, and so that's what they they want to put out. And just the more I play, I'm like, I just don't, I don't think this is good. Like, I think it's objectively a bad game. There's nothing in it. I can see that, like all the things we talked about last week of removing all those all the systems and, um. It, it feels like a game that they started completely from scratch again and didn't learn from anything that they did in those other games. And, and it's just, I've got zero confidence that this is going to turn around in, um, in a month. I, I, I posted a link on our discord, a screenshot of a comment on Reddit that posited that Battlefield 2042 started its life as a battle royale and pivoted to conquests. And I am 100% convinced that that is not quite what happened, but it's really fucking close. Uh, because I've seen, uh, and it will be out by this evening, um, I believe, maybe 2 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, but I've seen details on hazard zone which is the pvpve or pvpvp whatever you fuck you want to call it uh escape from tarkov slash hunt showdown slash the uh the dark zone in uh the division the division yeah this is like kind of what we were speculating it was going to be yeah so it seems pretty bang on it is it is and I think Battlefield 2042 began as as Hazard Zone. And then they were like, you cannot make 
a fucking battlefield game that doesn't have fucking conquest, people will riot in the streets. Uh, and so they're like, oh, well, we got these big maps. We can just fucking chuck some fucking points on them. Chuck some vehicles in. We got the specialist system. It's basically like classes. So that'll be fine. Because when you look at it from that perspective, everything makes sense. Everything makes sense. Because the problems that the Battlefield 2042 has, right, are problems or problems that all-out warfare in Battlefield 2042 has are problems that hinge off the fact that they don't give you anywhere near enough fucking tools to do anything as a specialist. And also, as a specialist, those roles that used to exist no longer need to exist. But if you transport that from a 128-player server with fucking 22 vehicles in it into a 32-player server that does have vehicles, but very fucking few of them, those problems don't really exist anymore. Like, the, the, the issue that Battlefield 2042 has is that it's a game where you lo- if you don't load into a fucking vehicle, right... This is one of the issues I should I should clarify. But uh one of the issues is you load in and you don't load into a vehicle, you exist as fodder for fucking vehicles. The most fun we had over the weekend playing with JB and Frisco and Nachos and me in a squad, and we were literally all of us went AA cannons, uh, AA fucking guns, and we were legit like shooting popping off all three of our fucking aa like we'd lock on off we'd all call out the same fucking helicopter we'd get one person to fire a rocket it'd trigger the fucking uh it's flares. it's flares yeah something there was something buggy about that that shit by the way because the amount of times i saw two or three uh fucking flare pops in an amount of time that shouldn't have existed was too much but uh one of them pop off their flares, and then all th- the other three would fucking fire. And then the person who popped the flares would fire, and then we'd pick a new fucking chopper, because that one would be fucking dead. We just, we just shut down the skies. That's all we fucking did. We just did nothing but kill fucking helicopters. And it was fucking fun, right? It was fun in the way that you make your own fun, right? We were goofing about, we were fucking teabag and whenever we kill the chopper like goofing off right not playing <laughs> battlefield we weren't playing the objective we weren't doing any of the shit we were supposed to be doing we were literally we'd go to whichever fucking point was closest to their fucking spawn because the choppers would fly over and like the amount of times choppers either stopped spawning and you'd recognize the names of the players who killed you because you just killed them three times in a fucking chopper and they'd switch to a fucking sniper rifle because we weren't fucking moving. We didn't have to fucking move. Half the time we were on top of a fucking tower because uh, it was the high point so we could see the choppers as soon as fucking as they spawn. Start the fucking process as early as possible. So yeah, they'd snipe you and then you'd be like, okay, fair enough. You'd go fucking blab them. 
go back to your fucking tower, do it again, right? The only problem, the only reason that was a problem, the, the other thing was, was when you ran out of fucking rockets, you'd just redeploy and wait six seconds and you, you'd spawn back on the tower because we were just sort of timing our redeploys so that someone was always up so that we could fucking respawn on um so that's that's cool that sounds like that sounds like the game's being played as intended uh but it was the only way to stop choppers from just ripping our team to shreds because if you're not in a fucking vehicle you are literally cannon fodder and that's 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 not how battlefield's supposed to work right you shouldn't need an entire squad to go fucking AA guns, uh, AA rockets, just to deal with one fucking, like, with, with the vehicles. That's not how it's supposed to work. And there's no opportunity to fucking change, change it up afterwards. You're stuck with that shit until you die. You can't fucking re-up ammo. Like, all that kind of shit. It all cascades. But then if you look at that game as something that doesn't have 32 players in it, no, 128 players in it. If you look at it as something that has fucking 32 players in it and they're going in and they're going to this fucking, these satellite drops, and they're grabbing the fucking data and they're escaping from the extraction points. It starts to make a lot more sense. And you can only have one of each specialist on your team. Like specialist numbers are restricted. You can't have four fucking medics or four fucking turret guys, some shit like that. You can't have that shit. You gotta fucking, you gotta like laser in on your specialist role. You gotta specialize. Hey, it starts to fucking add up, man. Like that is Battlefield 2042. And I think late in the piece, the 2021 of it all, Someone was like, hey, we got to have fucking Conquest. This is a ba fucking Battlefield game. Like fucking, I don't know, fucking Lars Gustafsson is a big wig at EA now, but, you know, was fucking key for ages. Carl Magnus or like any of the fucking old school guys. They're like all in their suits and ties at EA's head office. And the battle, the new Battlefield team brings it in. They're like, where the fuck is Conquest? Excuse me, where the fuck is Conquest? In their fucking <laughs> Swedish voices, because they're all Swedish. And then they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're definitely doing Conquest. They're like, you fucking better, because Zone isn't fucking Battlefield, motherfuckers. It looks like it might be a good game, but it's not fucking Battlefield. Go and make fucking Battlefield. Battlefield is Conquest. By the way, I saw someone... <laughs> the fucking most upset I've been uh, in the last seven days was someone was like, "I just think it's crazy that battle that Dice decided that Conquest should be the uh, sorry that Dice pivoted at some point to make Conquest the main mode of Battlefield because when it was Rush, it was really good, and Rush is the mode they added in Bad Company. So this motherfucker who started playing Battlefield on console, one hundred percent." Uh, I was like, oh yeah, Conquest, fuck Conquest, bring back Rush, that was Battlefielder's best. Hey, Rush didn't exist in fucking the real Battlefields, Battlefield 1942 and Battlefield 2 didn't have fucking Rush, there was Conquest or nothing, and god damn it, it was good, it was fucking, that was Battlefield when it was good, damn it, 
Not this mm. fucking rush shit. Rush is the worst version of con- of Battlefield. It's the worst fucking mode in goddamn Hell Let Loose, right? Hell Let Loose is at its best when it's goddamn fucking Conquest, isn't it? Yes, it is. Anyway. Yeah. I was very upset. Kids these days, I'll tell you what. No respect. I mean, it, it seems even weird to me that if it did start off on like... The, the fact they're focusing so much attention on this hazard zone thing mm. by like like eat, just split it off into two two modes or like have have the specialist be in hazard zone as a separate thing and then just have normal battlefield in there but yeah i i think it's just being rushed like we've heard about how uh like was it ghost games or they, the criterion was brought like they're bringing all these shows to help on this game it's just not ready it, it needs like another maybe even two years i feel like put all the stuff in they've ripped out and go back to the drawing board and fix up a bunch of this stuff because it's not it's not a good battlefield game if, if this comes out in this state like even if they start polishing a bunch of stuff and they get it to a point where you don't see there were points when we were playing the other night and I couldn't tell if that was rubbish in the air or if it was a jet and it turned out it was just a jet most of the time yeah. flying around but it was just so I don't know what was going on but it wasn't flying around it was sort of static it was more like a UFO like spinning around and doing all sorts of weird shit and warping everywhere um, I don't even know if you can do that in a jet I don't fly much but it, it definitely wasn't yeah there was there was VTOL like elements in the jets and stuff but yeah, this was man. like weird fucking movements of like warping, like the, the oh, game. Oh no, yeah, no, that was mad was net, net code issues. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just, and then like not being able to pick up players, the amount of guns I picked up while trying to revive someone the other day, yeah. like, well, I guess you don't have a gun now because I've just picked up a sniper rifle from somebody. Um, just all that hit, the hit registration issues, like getting two headshots on people and then dying. Um, the HUD for the first time the other day, I saw a, a HUD marker pop up, and I had, and that was the yeah. only time I could ever get it to pop up. A yellow icon. Yep. Don't know what that was. It just appeared once. I never went to had to do it either. I saw. I saw. I think Nate did it, and I asked him how he did it. He's like, I don't know. Uh, oh no! I think that was me. I I I clicked on something on a tank, and it, the the little shield popped up, and I was like, all right, that's the first time I've seen that. Um. But it's just, it seems broken. Yeah. Like on top of that. and it, But even if they fix the stuff that is broken and they put this game out, I don't think it, it's a good game still. I still think it's a bad game. <laughs> like it is just full of dis, like decisions that just don't make any sense to me. Like why why can you only see the rail, radial fucking compass when you aim down sights? Yeah. I, I desperately, I desperately want to talk to someone at dice just to ask that one question just let or me just ask like have one a question no that one that one will that one if i ask that question right the entire fucking house of cards will come down because they'll be like well you need to be able to see the radial compass i'm like but why only when you aim down sights why can i like why do i if i want to fucking call something out right why is your assumption that i'm already ads right why can't i just fucking see it at all times oh we don't want to clutter the ui but the ui is already fucking cluttered there's shit all over the fucking place and i can't decipher most of it 
And the one thing that I want to be able to decipher is where the fuck a fucking jet is coming from, but I can't fucking do that without aiming down goddamn sights to bring up the fucking compass at the bottom of the fucking screen. Why hide it ever? What, like, what? who does that benefit? I just don't understand. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Crazy shit. Yeah. Um... It's it's strange and like when I the other thing I noticed when I was a medic is like it just fundamentally doesn't work like the things that the medic is supposed to do <laughs> are broken yeah like on yeah. The, the technical test um and I was just at like but also the fundamental way that that thing works like I just all right all right there's a chopper shooting at me I'm just gonna stand behind this thing and just heal myself constantly yeah because that is all I can do yeah I've got I've got like twenty of these things to heal myself I might as well just stand here and heal the entire time all right well i'm not going to choose the guy with the grappling hook i don't really need to i've got way more survivability by just doing this the whole time um it was it was medic chick or, or turret because the turret was in open areas so much damage yeah in open areas it's basically impossible it's basically yeah. impossible to deal with unless you've got dumb fire rockets and it still takes two dumb fire rockets which is crazy shit uh yeah like if they have that and a fucking dog, the robot dog, which we still robot didn't really terrible. Oh no, no, you're crazy. Robot dog. Every insane. time I see it, it never shoots at anything. It, it's a fucking murder machine. It was for yeah. me. It was fucking mowing cunts down. Uh, and again, two two dumb fire rockets to do anything about. It. So yeah, ludicrous. Yeah. Um, uh yeah just yeah just not good but i have a lot of i i, I think has its own actually looks pretty good to be honest i mean i know this is this is some fucking some dumb shit i know this is dumb of me i know i'm being stupid but i think it looks pretty good i would play Hazardone. i'd play what i saw of Hazardone. uh it was hard to tell everything that i saw because it was fucking like they sent me a video that had my email watermarked over literally every fucking millimeter of the goddamn video. Uh -huh. So I had to look in between the fucking J, like the circle in the in the center of the O of of Job to see what the fuck was going on. But no, it looked pretty good. Um, I'm, I don't know. I reckon I reckon we'd have fun with that. I reckon. I think we'll see how much arcadey it is i feel like it's going to be a lot more arcadey with like like uh, more arcadey than what than battlefield than battlefield <laughs> that is my issue battlefield 2042 feels more like the amount of damage people can take i'm like i fucking hate this i used to like playing uh hardcore mode because people would die really quickly yep. and i felt like when they got to battlefield uh one and five they got to a point where it felt good. Like I could kill a decent amount of people with the shit World War Two, World War One weapons. Yep. And this just feels terrible. It just everyone takes too much damage. I didn't feel the same way, but I'm good at shooting, so I mean I almost had more kills than everybody every single game. <laughs> I could have more, but I can't. Because I've got to <laughs> nail someone three times with it in their head for them to die for some stupid reason. <laughs> I want to find out whose decision that was. Um, 
Well, that's part of the TTK rebalance they did in Battlefield Five, right? Like, remember they kept changing that shit, and every time they did yeah. it, I fucking hated it. I'd be in love with the game, and then they'd change it. I'm like, well, I fucking hate this. Yeah, I just like I just don't see how they get to a point where this is good. There's no leaning. There's no fortification. The ping system they've, doesn't they've work. The so UI much, is terrible, yeah, which is odd. Like the weird. revive mechanics are weird. They've just taken so much out that made Battlefield Five so good. Yeah. To try and make it a, I don't know, it's like a Call of Duty game. Yeah, it's weird. Um, or or it's maybe it just comes comes down to the engine can't do it because they've jacked it up to 128 players. Like, well, we have to make all these sacrifices. We can't have fortification. We can't have the server trying to figure out where all these, you know, things people are building are and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just not looking forward to it. I just I can't, I can't get excited at this point uh, just from what I've seen. So, all right, man, we'll wait and see, I guess. We will. Um, yeah. I would check out the Hazard Zone trailer if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. Generally pessimistic is how I would say we feel about Battlefield 2042 at this point. Has its own looking like it might be fun to play. It doesn't change that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally pessimistic is is still my current position on it. Yeah. But yeah. And hey, we still don't know how they're going to fuck things up with microtransactions. Like, what is their plan? Because you know they're going to do it, right? It's going to be in there. There's gonna, they're going to do something. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's keep going here with the last game on the list. Back for Blood. This is Total Rock Studios' um, spiritual successor to Left for Dead. Uh, or, no, I guess that's the game they're most known for, um, which was published by Valve. They then went on to make um, Evolve. Evolve, which I think it reviewed well back in the day. Uh, I didn't like it. I don't think I... I remember playing bits of that. I remember playing bits of it and not liking it at all and uh, and just not buying it. So... I was... I was... Whatever. I was... You were in. I was pro on it uh, yeah. for the preview sessions because I did like two... Like went over to Turtle Rock um, to check out previews of it twice. And I thought it was shaping up really well. But... I distinctly remember at the end of both, I said they needed to do something about, about the balancing because each time uh, it felt like the monster just reached a, a point where if the the hunters couldn't chase it down fast enough um, or hunt it fast enough, it was literally impossible to do anything about uh, at, at the end. And uh, when it finally came out, I still like I thought they'd gotten the balance to be about right, but they had that monetization scheme in place that just made it so feel so fucking gross that nobody like you just couldn't get a fucking game going. Um they killed it yeah. like dead on arrival type shit. And that's that's not good. Um so yeah. Multiplayer games need loads of players, which I think, you know, obviously uh, they solved this time by having it day and date launch on Game Pass, Xbox mm-hmm. Game Pass. 
uh, as always, not free because you have to pay for Game Pass, but uh, included with Game Pass. If you have paid for Game Pass, you can check out Back for Blood from the outside, uh, outset. I wouldn't recommend you do it, but you can if you are so inclined. I don't think it's very good, but if you want to find out for yourself and you have Game Pass, hey, you don't need to take my word for it. Uh, well, Luke's word for it because he's going to fucking agree with me. Um, Am I? Are you sure about that? <laughs> go on, go on. Let's yeah, no, you, you go first. You tell me how much it is, how how why you don't like it, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? Oh my god! I'll tell you which parts you're wrong about. All right, all right, okay. Let's see. Uh, from the fu- from the fucking get go, the problem that Back for Blood has is that the recruit difficulty is way too easy, right? And the veteran difficulty is basically impossible. Um, if you haven't unlocked cards or the extra characters that you get at the end of the first chapter of Act first 1. First chapter, yeah. yeah. Um, if you haven't got those characters and you don't have any extra cards, you can't build a deck that is worth using in veteran. It's literally not going to happen. Uh, so that's a problem. Uh, because it means you have to play Recruit. And Recruit is so fucking easy that as an experiment, I went in and I completed the first chapter knifing everything. I only used my fucking knife. I didn't use anything else. The knife being a card that you... I, it was a starter deck, a card that you play and your melee attack turns into a knife that insta-kills any enemy. I did not use anything. I didn't, didn't shoot... Didn't fucking throw a grenade, pipe bomb, nothing like that. No offensive fucking tool used. I used meds a couple of times because you have to when you come up against the fucking, um, what are they called? What are the fucking evolved big things called? Bigger enemies? Tall boys? Which ones? Tall boys are one of them. They've got some fucking specific name for the fucking, I don't know, like mutations or Oh, okay. Like, general. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a bunch of specials, right? Special zombies. You, yeah. Some of them require more effort. Uh, the ogre that you face off in the second thing is particularly tricky. So I definitely had to fucking heal, but you can do it without shooting a fucking bullet. It's that easy. With three fucking bots behind you. The bots are shooting. I can't work out how to stop them from fucking shooting. But they're shooting, and they've the bots are fucking useless. So, um, yeah, recruits way too easy, and so there's a gulf between recruit and veteran that is so fucking wide that it makes it basically like there needs. I I said this fucking I don't know six months ago. There needs to be a fucking difficulty between recruit. And veteran, where you can play through the entire fucking game without having to engage with the fucking the fucking deck system on a fundamental level, but you also don't piss the fucking game in by meleeing everything to death. I knew that I'd be able to fucking do this. I knew I'd be able to melee everything to death when we were all playing together the first time. It was you, me, G-Man, and Nate, uh, and we were playing together. And at some point, I literally got so bored that I just started a million shit. And that was it. 
And then we jumped up to veteran. We all still only had starter decks and we died on like the fucking second level. Like wiped. Just couldn't fucking do it. Because the way the game is fucking constructed is you need these fucking cards to have a fucking hope of progressing, which is fucking stupid, right? I understand that the card system is why you play the game and it's all built around the card system, but that's not why I want to play a fucking Left 4 Dead game. I'm not playing fucking Left 4 Dead so I can jump in and fucking, oh yeah, well, uh, I guess I've got to, you know, play on... It basically, you have to fucking finish the game on Recruit and then play it again on Veteran. But I was so fucking bored by the end of Chapter 1 on Recruit that I didn't even want to play more of it on Recruit, let alone go back through that same fucking level again on Veteran. And it's not like the fucking levels get fucking much better. They changed the layout or the... the like, I thought we were going to the farm next because of how it worked in the beta. But after that, no, you go to some fucking stupid fucking town where you run... Like, one of the levels is an alley and then a, another alley and then a slightly opened area with a fucking servo, service station. And that's it. That's the entire fucking level. Like, it was like they had a fucking... I don't know, a list. They're like, oh, we need an extra level. We need this many levels, otherwise people are going to shit on it. Quickly, whip up two alleys and a service station. That'll count as a level. You walk in and fucking let some cunts down off the fuck. The library? The library is... Fuck me, man. Like, no, no, it wasn't... What's the level that's fucking pitch black? And you can't fucking see anything at all until it's right on fucking top of you. There's one, one level that's like that, but it just doesn't work because the lighting in the game doesn't really hold up to that, so bit of failure um the itemization i didn't have a problem with it's really just a case of recruit is boring as fuck but i can't play veteran because i can't unlock any fucking cards because i have to play fucking recruit which i'm bored to death with so my options are to play a game i'm actively bored of or die instantly and we went through we were playing on veteran uh because Nate and G-Man and uh, one of one of his mates had unlocked a bunch of stuff. Uh, they they had some pretty robust decks. Uh, they'd clearly been playing quite a bit of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I still only had my starter deck. Like I had 16 cards, so I couldn't make, I could make a deck, but it'd be literally the starter. What you've got. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I just kept the fucking starter deck and I went in and I was still a fucking liability, but we were able to get stuff done, right? I, I picked a sniper rifle. I stayed at the back of the fucking thing. Like, I think the, you know, I think it does some cool stuff with ammo, ammo management and stuff like that. Literally the game sucks because they refused to add a difficulty between rookie and veteran in some fucking pig headed decision to force people to engage with a card system that blows that absolutely blows chunks if like it, it's like they saw diablo right? and they're like oh yeah so you play on normal and you ratchet it up and you get to like eventually playing on fucking like yeah, there's 22 difficulty levels yeah diablo. ultra super nightmare fucking tier three or some shit t5s and you're like oh yeah i only run t5s and i knock it out in 22 minutes um 
And they saw that and they're like, yeah, well, let's let's do that. They don't have like they just they have an easy and they have a fucking normal and normal's pretty challenging and Diablo, right? But no, that's not the case, right? And the and I would be more interested in engaging with this fucking card system if I could play the regular game in a way that didn't bore me to fucking tears because I would be earning cards, right? I'd be earning these cards in this mythical fourth difficulty, right? Because what is it? Rookie, veteran, nightmare, right? In yeah. this mythical, whatever would go between rookie and veteran, I don't know, fucking sophomore, whatever. Yeah, I'd be able to earn the supply points to earn these cards and I'd, I'd unlock it. And then I'd reach a point where I'm like, oh, now this sophomore fucking difficulty feels too easy. I might jump up to fucking veteran. And I'd engage with it that way and I'd find veteran challenging, suitably challenging for the amount of cards and the characters I've got and all this kind of shit. And I'm like, cool, I actually don't mind this. This is pretty interesting. Right. I, You know, what I don't like is when I go to a supply line, a supply run or whatever the fuck they're called, um, and I unlock three cards and then I have to unlock some stupid fucking cosmetic bullshit until before I can unlock the rest of the fucking run. Right. Because then I, I can't get a new run without unlocking five points worth of horse shit that I don't fucking want. Oh, that's sort of just a, a reminder that I don't want any of this fucking card system. Or if I had, if I have to have a fucking card system, just give me all the fucking cards from the outset. In solo mode, you get all of the cards immediately. And I've seen the internet losing its fucking mind. As if this is the worst thing that ever happened. Oh, you don't get achievements and you don't get fucking, you don't have any progression and you know, don't unlock cards and stuff. And it's like, you don't, I don't want any of that fuck shit. Like, I realize I'm unique in that I don't give a fuck about achievements, but like the <laughs> rest of it, the rest of that shit, the progression is moving through the fucking game itself. That's progression. Remember when progression involved progressing? Not fucking earning fucking supply points that you could spend on a fucking card system? Good lord. It's called intrinsic motivation, people. And generally, if a game does that well, it's way better than extrinsic motivation, which is when a game tricks you into continuously playing it. Like uh, I saw Kotaku writing about how they can't stop playing uh, Alex Walker at Kotaku. Who's leaving Kotaku, actually? I don't know where he's going yet, but uh, he's he's leaving, which is uh, interesting. But uh, he was writing that Destiny Two has its, its hooks in him. That's because it's the it's fucking pokey machine, but with really really good shooting. Like it's a fucking yeah, it's a pokey with really good fucking shooting mechanics. It's all extrinsic motivation. It's all this fucking external horseshit that tricks you into fucking coming back not because you're enjoying the game actually you kind of hate the game but you really like the shooting and you really like getting new fucking motes of light or some shit and that's the same with fucking back for blood you really like some of it but you actively hate the card system oh and you don't like some of it because it won't actually put let you play on a on a difficulty that is suitably challenging for your level of skill uh because there's nothing in between fucking rookie or veteran and so it plays like garbage mm -hmm. and i hate it but yeah but that said i have seen a number of people 
who aren't actually very good at shooters really enjoying it. And I think that makes sense, right? Because if Rookie felt like a suitable fucking difficulty, then you probably wouldn't run into the, the problems that I'm having. But that's not on me. That's not my fucking fault. Sorry, I'm fucking good at shooting, right? Sorry, I'm good enough to have worked out that you can stab everything in the fucking face on rookie difficulty with literally zero fucking risk to yourself without fucking wiping on solo mode with bots at your back. That's not my fucking fault. Maybe they should have done something different there. Maybe that's... No, not maybe. That is the game. That's the game's fault. And so I don't like the game. Anyway, how am I wrong, Luke? No. So I think the um yeah the difficulty is an issue they've we we probably played like what 10 hours before the like during closed alphas i think um and then betas and all sorts of stuff so i think i racked up about 10 hours during all that um i I, it feels like they did play with the difficulty by the time we got to this full release because um, it's hard to tell, right? Because we've we've put ten hours into it, so it's you know, you, you, when you first play the game, you're starting to learn how things operate, what you should and shouldn't be doing, and so um, we've got that knowledge already in our brain as to how things work. But even then, the the difficulty between the very basic first thing that they give you and then veteran is like it's too wide the the text on veteran is basically you need challenge cards uh, you need a challenge deck or recommended you set up a challenge deck to play this difficulty and so one of them is way too easy and the other one is you need to have unlocked a bunch of stuff to be able to do it and the cards that they give you like the cards that i've been getting and just like all right yeah i've got because uh, i've built like three I think three or four decks at this point um which i think two of them are you know the two main ones i've got are vastly different one of them is a um um like a damage deck that is just like glass cannon sort of stuff uh the, one of them i put together is a melee stamina deck where i'm like getting health while meleeing and all this all like other stuff that is um you know i cleave when i melee things like that um but you start getting these cards where it's like, all right, every time you kill a, a ridden, uh, like a boss ridden, you get a stack of damage, and each as a maximum of fifteen stacks, and each stack gives you an extra one percent damage, and so you're doing fifteen percent extra damage, right? By the time you get, a, you know, a little bit into a level, not much, because they throw like four ridden at you. Oh yeah, ridden. I didn't mention how uh, for whatever reason they abandoned the director AI. And instead, just sort of crapshoot, roll some fucking dice to throw as many fucking armsies, tall boys at you as humanly possible all at once. Hey, here's 18 armsies. Fucking have fun. Yeah. No, none of this, none of this careful pacing that they mastered in Left 4 Dead 2. No, fuck that shit. No. I mean, it's still there. If you fuck around and don't move. Yeah. They just throw things at you. And there's levels later on where uh there'll be a, like a countdown being like while you're trying to complete tasks it'll be you know you've got to go collect you're being a research facility and you've got to spread out and go find these research canisters and you've got a certain amount of time before more horde comes and so it like puts a clock on you 
of like you got to do this a bit quicker you can't just sort of pace yourself through um but anyway like you end up uh you, like you get that card and it's like all right you don't now doing 15 percent extra damage and then there's other cards like all right now, now i'm doing 30 percent more crit on weak points on these things and then you got another one 15 percent extra crit and it does this other thing and so you're eventually stacking up and you're doing stupid amounts of damage and then you pick the guy that every time he hits somebody he gets a stack of extra damage and like all of a sudden the amount of damage that you're doing sort of fits that difficulty level but it's it's not there's no bit in between where you sort of are a bit challenged to try and play a game that is a little bit harder that you don't need these like maxed out cards to be able to do it i think that's fundamentally where the game they haven't tested it properly or they've kind of balanced it and then been like fuck we've this seems good but that's it seems good because they've got people testing it that have these cards and they're like yeah yeah it feels pretty good to me um and then they haven't removed the cards and been like well we don't have somewhere for people that have just jumped in that are good at games that can sort of play it i think there's points where you can probably play it like we our biggest problem when we jumped in was that we set off an al- a door alarm and then a herd of birds and then our machine gun was facing the wrong way and that's when we died um but still it just felt like we were missing ammo even by the time we got to that point like we just didn't have enough ammo to deal with things but i could have had a card that every time i melee someone there's a you know a percentage chance that it drops ammo things like that you know um but yeah so i think the fundamental reason why the game is having its biggest problems is because of its difficulty i think everything else that it does or not everything in terms of its core gameplay loop it it does stuff better than left for dead it does stuff better than um aliens fire team that i've played recently which i i did not like at all aliens fire team was a corridor shooter on a game that felt like was an aliens that they slapped on at some stage during development and uh and they kind of just got away with it and i wasn't gonna let them get away with it i felt like a crash uh, a cash grab to me something that they just slapped on there and were like well this will sell um because it just didn't feel like a good game but i think here at least there's different mechanics every once in a while you come up against it'll throw something at you that is a little bit different it feels like they've taken game ideas or game mechanics and you're not just running down a corridor and pressing a button you know you're going off and rescuing survivors or holding out a an area or collecting uh certain things to bring back to a location or getting split up that's that's shit alien that's all alien fire team shit alien fire team does all that except for the split up thing run down alien fire team was literally running down a corridor getting to a room shooting everything and then going to the next room like there's not like it does it's it's the blandest type of gameplay that you could have it was getting to an elevator pressing a button turning around and shooting everything that's not what's going on in left for dead uh, in back for blood there's way more going on in terms of gameplay mechanics is it, is than it? it yeah absolutely you're you're 100 wrong um like literally everything you said that you all the interesting things you do oh yeah you got a what did you what did you say you said you go and grab a th- thing and bring it somewhere else you do that in fucking alien fire team you Wait, gotta rescue survivors uh you do that in you don't do that in alien, alien fire team the only yeah, thing you do. you do in alien fire team is you go to a door and press a button 
That is literally you got a hold of fucking position, which is one of the things you said is really cool in Back for Blood, which is ninety nine percent of Alien Fire Team. Like all of these things were in Alien Fire Team, but for some reason, I don't know, because it's in first person or something. You like okay? It more? Getting into like a location, boarding up walls, uh, rescuing people. There are moments you where said you you said there are more like you have to do things where you don't just run up and hold like E on something. Right? Yeah. Is is this some sort of semantic trick, or does boarding up walls not involve just running to a place and holding E on? I mean, you're doing you're into video games are running into something, holding E, and then fucking running you, away. Like these are your words, Luke. They're not like it's not like I no, said these things. You said literally them running as to a criticism. door and pressing a button and then standing there or like turning around and waiting. Like that is all it is. Or going into a hallway, shooting a bunch of aliens because you hit the fucking mark where it spawns the aliens and then going to the next hallway. That is all that game is. There is much more going on in Back for Blood than there is design-wise than, than fucking verticality plays a plays a role in this game. There's no verticality in Alien Fireteam at all. Aliens crawling over the roof? On the ceiling? The verticality of movement. There's there's vertic I've seen fucking zombies climbing you on go walls up and, in You go up an elevator? It's pretty vertical. Yeah. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, an elevator. That's <laughs> that's good. Um But yeah, I think I think everything else that it's doing is interesting. The uh I I played a, about a four hour session on I just jumped into quick play and uh got partnered up with I think it was two girls and another guy. I don't think they were together. Um, and uh, they were on console. Eventually, the other two dropped. And it was just me and I think one of the other girls were playing. I think it was a girl because they were talking to each other at one point. And um, just just after I jumped in. And then we played through like an entire chapter. or in, Basically, an entire act. Just the two of us with two bots. And uh, I had fun. Like she was on console obviously like it comes up and shows you what they're playing on um and we were playing on the normal the first difficulty rookie rookie um it wasn't hard but it was a little bit challenging because it was just the two of us running through towards the end of uh acts i think it was act three we're doing at that point yeah it was act three and um you know it just felt like it wasn't easy, but it also wasn't extremely hard. Like we we're getting by, sticking with each other. We weren't communicating at all. Like I wasn't talking to. Um, we we're just kind of communicating using the in-game chat wheel. Every time you know she uh, spawned in, I'd let her fucking shoot all the zombies through the the door. Obviously, she enjoyed doing that, so I'll just sit back, do all that, whatever, have fun. Um, but yeah, I was just on locking cards, so I, I enjoyed looking um at all the things it throws at you when it chucks in a bunch of different cards and all of a sudden the enemies now have armor on their weak points or like they get more aggressive or the thing that you know the i don't know what they're called um the bigger guys now they've got like three different sort of um traits that are attached to them they behave differently they the, the you know there's not just a tall boy there's different variations on those enemies as well which is i think is really interesting like it's not just the you know we've given you the one that explodes or the one with the big arms the one that pounces on you they've all got a couple of different varieties that you 
will get told what they do at the start of the game, which I think is a bit more interesting. Um, uh, there's stuff in there that I think they've done a bit better from the beta in terms of like being able to get gear quickly that that you can use in the game. It's quite cheap. It's I think most of the stuff you can buy at the, the yeah, shop is about a hundred bucks. Yeah. And, and I've had games where I jump in, I've got like, I've got 1500 bucks, cool. I'm up to scratch now. I've got this gun that I can use. It seems good. What's everyone else rocking? They've got, all right, an SMG or a shotgun. Um, and then you end up like pairing these cards as well that sort of suit your style. Like if you know you've got cards where I, I want to use an SMG and every time you use the SMG, that again is another stack of damage or it reloads quicker, or you can carry an extra 25% ammo with SMG. Um, or there's like a card that I found where your sidearms have infinite ammo, but they just reload a little bit slower. You get like an Uzi that does stupid amounts of damage as a sidearm. And like there's different things that you can sort of go into a game knowing how you want to play it and then try and cater that. Um, and you know, have someone be a healer and, and that sort of thing. I just feel like there's more having played Fireteam recently there's more things going on in that in this game in terms of what it's doing um, mechanically that just feels like they stopped and you know put things together I don't think it's come together quite as well as it could have um, there's obviously problems with it I think the multiplayer the PvP mode is terrible I haven't played it but I've played it during the beta. I just don't release, want to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's my issue. Like, I want to play PvP campaign. That's what I want to do. I had so much fun yeah. playing PvP campaign, and for them to step away from it, because um, again, it feels like another way of. We talked about this last week with Battlefield. Like, oh, you don't want to hurt players' feelings. You don't want to make them feel bad, and that kind of feels like what they've done here. Like, oh, we don't want to ruin people's campaign experience, so we won't let other people jump into people's campaigns. Um, but even then it was more like a, a versus mode, right? Like you knew you were, what you were getting in for um, and it became this time trial run. Whereas the PVP in Back of Blood is still a time trial run, but it's in this self-contained area that is sort of like a battle royale with a circle that moves around and you can only move in a certain area. And I think it's just terrible. Like if they can bring in the campaign PVP, uh, I think that'd be more interesting to go with. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. Yeah, I, I, like I, I think at a fundamental level, a lot of it comes down to difficulty and what they've done with having to use the card system. Like if there was another spot in there, I think it'd be more, more interesting. Um, but I think it's a solid game from where I think I can see things here that that uh, that is interesting. Um, whereas when I played. Like it runs amazing on my PC. I've got like 144 frames at 1440p. You've got moments where the fog kind of rolls in. They play those fog cards and it's not constantly like you can't see in front of you, but there are moments where it's just like, I can't see fucking anything. It is so like you have to sit with your team and stay with them because if you get picked off, it's going to cause problems. Um, But yeah, I just had fun with it. Like more fun than I had with... Alien Fire Team. I thought that game was terrible. I only played that game because it was an alien game and I had to review it. Um, and just nothing it did was interesting to me. I do not think Back for Blood is significantly better than Alien Fire Team. I had as much fun 
in Alien Fireteam as I ever did in Back for Blood. And uh, I think Back for Blood has more potential, certainly, which is why I can see how playing like with a bunch of randos of variable skill may have resulted in a more interesting experience for you. Uh, but like, I don't know, at least Alien Fireteam had those fucking challenge cards that I could fucking choose. And we could like, we could play on regular or like fucking even whatever difficulty, a difficulty that we didn't find particularly challenging because we're good at games, but we can still play one of these, but we can still <laughs> play this fucking dumb card and then like fuck our lives up. Right. Like that was, that was fun. Why, why can't I pick like all of these challenge cards you're talking about with fucking armor and stuff and like different versions of the armsy and shit like that. Let me pick that shit. Like, why not? Why don't they let me? Why, like, mm. play these cards and you'll get, like, the same as fucking Alien. Alien nailed that system, right? For no reason at all, because cards have nothing to do with Alien Fireteam. And meanwhile, cards are everything in fucking Back for Blood, and, for, and playing cards is a huge portion of it. And for some reason, I don't get to fucking choose what I play. Like... Yeah, let me fuck it. Yeah. Let me fuck my own life up in recruit, and you get like 0.25 percentage extra fucking supply run yeah. points or whatever the fuck. And I can actually customize. I can build. I'd have more fun building a fucking deck that made recruit difficulty interesting, right? A challenge card deck that made recruit in difficulty interesting. Then I would have fucking playing, I don't know, building this other fucking dumb deck. Because I have no fucking interest in playing this supply run shit. This, this supply run game where I unlock five points worth of fucking hats or some shit. I just don't give a fuck about that shit. But the challenge mm. card system, that was like, just fucking let me choose that shit. Let me do anything to alleviate the fucking boredom of playing recruit difficulty. Because holy shit, it was mind numbing. Ridiculous to me. But, like, at the end of the day, I just don't think Back for Blood is significantly better than Aliens Fighting. Because I had about as much fun in both. And I had that amount of fun because I made fun. I, ha I made fun for myself. I constructed fun for myself. Not because the game provided me with fun, but more because it provided me with a platform for having fun. Like that time mm. when I shot the fucking the gas canister while you're standing next to it. Fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Probably shouldn't have done it on veteran mode, but still very funny. Um, yeah. I think it's twice as good. I would give, or I did give Alien, I did give <laughs> Alien a 3.5. You would give it a, a six. 7. <laughs> no, nah, probably a 6. A point. 6? I, right. I think the PvP is terrible. Um, very true. But Alien doesn't game. have PvP. I mean, it's yeah, it doesn't have it. But I also don't want to play. Yeah, <laughs> that PvP. No. Uh, yeah, I, like I think there's an interesting thing they could do with there. Like, have a challenge mode system where every level you're picking four cards, or, or like um, each player gets to pick one card, and that is the the challenge of it, right? Oh, now you've got to get through it without setting off the alarms and you get the extra gold or whatever. Or like we're throwing in the armored enemies or the fog now comes in. Like 
give the player give each player three cards and they have to pick one and then yep. that is the card that you play sort of exactly the same way that every time you jump into a new act or you die and it gives you a new card be like all right you pick one card for yourself now pick one card for the ai director yeah um and have a challenge mode in there or maybe like as you get further along into the game which is what happens it, it's you know you're not getting three cards as an ai director you're not getting like towards some of those levels you're getting like eight of them um and now like all right you got to pick two cards and have that choice be driven by the players a bit more yeah. that could be a bit more interesting rather than just being like i think some of them are specifically for a level like yeah, they're not sure. just played because it randomly picked them like yeah this is a, this is a thing that we every time you play this level it's gonna be there um but yeah have like some sort of challenge card system chuck in an extra level difficulty and hopefully that comes in like this week would <laughs> be preferable yeah. um well it should have come in after the beta but yeah I don't know. They just seem stubborn on having we're having three difficulty levels, and that's yeah. it. Like our UI does not allow for a fourth one to be slotted in here. Good luck. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I still haven't finished it. I got to the fourth act, and we two other people joined, and we wiped. Yeah. Um, you wiped on rookie. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. They must really they ramp up. All their potatoes. I don't know. They one dude got caught in one of those sections where uh, Left 4 Dead used to do this a lot, but they don't do as much here. We're like, there's a cliff, and you need to jump off the cliff, and we should all do it together because if we don't do it together, someone get fucking snagged. Yeah. And then that is it. They did one of those things, but luckily we were able to climb back up, uh, which is something Left 4 Dead never used to do. True. And uh, we were able to rescue them, but just like rookie mistakes like that they were definitely supposed to be in rookie um and this is before release this was uh, i think people that bought the ultimate, ultimate edition, edition yeah yep. get early which is should be shot in a cannon and fired into the sun anyway but yeah <laughs> i i had more fun i think than you guys but that's probably because i was playing on rookie with one other person yeah <laughs> in my team that was so made a bit harder yeah yeah, uh, I think in, so. In the at the end of the game, because I didn't jump into, I jumped into Act Three uh, yeah. at that stage. Because I think we'd already lock, unlocked. Um, I think maybe you left and Nate and I played a bit more or something. Yeah, I can't I think remember. So. You were talking. But about. I've, I've played. I don't know. I don't even think I've. I maybe jumped into Veteran or something like that. Um, I don't know. Anyway, there's there's just weird decisions in that game that I just. It's it's like someone lost a bet and they were too stubborn to to change what you know what was in there, so they just stuck with it. And we're like, we're not we're not doing that, Luke. Fuck you. I'll tell you what it is. They lacked the communication because they had to pivot to work from home. It's the twenty. It's the job. The job. They were making a battle royale. And they were making. Yep. Basically, this is what happened. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Fucking, if any game should have PvP, VE, it's goddamn back for blood. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's anyway. a bizarre choice. Um, all right, should we do some news? Yep. Let's keep going here. We've got, I lost my page, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Frontline has been delayed indefinitely. 
This is a game that was announced. It was uh, announced like a week ago. Did we talk about <laughs> yeah. it last week? I think it was last week we talked about it. Like, yeah. I mean, it's been rumored for a little bit, um, but it was announced last week. They got a lot of backlash from this. Um, and I can understand why. I, I think that the the stuff I saw looks interesting. Yeah. Doesn't fit. Uh, I think the main problem a lot of people are having in that community is it doesn't fit Ghost Recon. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. Um, and I think that's a fair criticism, but I don't think it's going to change anything. I think they'll just drop the part where it says Ghost Recon. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be Tom Clancy's Frontline. And that's Ooh, what you'll be left please. with. Yep. Yeah. It's going to take him a couple of weeks to fix up that uh, logo. Uh, that's what it back. is. You got to, yeah. there's like, you know, layouts and stuff for you to fucking deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, Ghost Recon Wildlands is getting on the bit of a goofy side. Um, and then the one that followed up that as well, a little bit more goofy. Like, I, I think we're long past the point where Tom Clancy's slash rainbow slicks six uh or ghost recon is like a tactical stealth game anymore like that is nobody's playing those games you're not getting those anymore right you you, the 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 way you're going to get those games is by going onto steam and finding an indie studio that is making that stuff ubisoft is not interested in that anymore um so yeah i don't know like I'm still interested to play this thing because I think it yeah. looks interesting, um, and I can understand why people are upset in the name of Ghost Recon being attached to it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I don't think it's I, a big deal. Uh, yeah, I you know I I don't like nobody could have known enough about the game yet to be so outraged as for it to be suitably cancelled in my mind. But so I find it's this to be a little bit disappointing. Like pushed back indefinitely. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. I I think people overreacted. Like, who cares about Ghost Recon that much? This is just, it just felt felt like people were wanting to be upset about something. Mm. Really? Like, I can understand a, a, a momentary, oh, yeah, well, that sucks. I was hoping for a real Ghost Recon. But the responses this game garnered were way over the top. Where there are a lot. Anyway, um, so it's a shame because you know it means I don't know. We don't we're gonna have to game. play PUBG's right. Halloween mode, Joe. Guess how battle royale fix? I guess we have to. It's never because <laughs> Battlefield isn't bringing any battle royale. Inexplicable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hazard Hazard Zone has been revealed. Uh, yeah, so we uh, we talked about this talk earlier already, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, has its own has been revealed for Battlefield twenty forty two. Um, I think it looks pretty interesting. Luke reckons it looks pretty shit, but he likes Battle for Blood, so you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into what he, his opinions are of things. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. It's it's a it's a good idea. Uh it's it's not Battlefield. That's the problem. Uh however, it may make playing Battlefields twenty forty two on launch a somewhat more palatable experience until they can fix fucking conquest. Um thirty two players on new gen consoles, twenty four on the old gen, 
uh, new gen 32 players on pc as well um it's on all of the all-out warfare maps so uh the seven already revealed maps you didn't really like that idea did you luke i think the maps are going to be too small that's crazy i think that you don't think they're gonna be too small the maps are too fucking big but just but you got to remember this is a one shot you're dead type thing right you're, if you die and i you don't think a, it is a revive if your team wipes you're done yeah but i don't think it's it's not like a one shot you're dead type thing like it's oh no because you can same get armor TTK. and stuff so it's even more tanky than the normal battlefield it's the same game. ttk you already hate i know oh, like, it's longer if you're getting armor it it's going to be even what? longer maybe what a fucking joke it's like just i assume the armor like the specialist system we saw so you would have to take armor instead of taking something else no you buy it right uh you can buy some of those things yeah but like i assume if you want armor from the get-go you'd have to take it in which would be yeah. ridiculous. Look, I'm just telling you, it's going to be bad. I have zero confidence from everything else I've seen in this game. It's going to be good. I reckon <laughs> it's going to be better than Back for Blood because it'd have to be actively trying to be worse than Back for Blood. But I realize that Back for Blood is your favorite game of all time. It's your, it's one of your top, five, top five. So it is. that makes sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not the seven main maps uh, from the, the game. It's got the fucking like specialists and stuff. Uh, Irish, uh, which is Michael K. Williams' character, will be available at launch. He wasn't available in the beta, um, but they are adding him. He's got like, uh, like a shield type thing, and uh, yeah, you just sort of build out your your player. It, it is basically Hunt Showdown. Um, the twist is that there's only two times when you can extract and i believe that means only two teams will be able to extract uh, i'd love to find out that if players just chose not to shoot one another multiple teams could extract but it's probably not going to work like that um yeah i think i think it looks pretty interesting like so hunt right you go in and you get you kill the boss you get the bounty and you escape and there's only two locations where you can extract, but you can sort of extract whenever the fuck you want. So most of the time, you're supposed to get two bounties uh, for the the full full run. So you're supposed to kill two bosses and then get out with all the bounties. Um, but you don't have to. You don't even have to kill a boss. You can just kill some fucking trash mobs and then escape and sort of build up your character that way. In this. There's two extraction opportunities. I do not think there is permadeath on your characters, but I do think there is a penalty for dying and stuff like that. You lose everything that you had on you and uh, you don't get to extract any of the shit that you're supposed to take out. Um, I think the hunt levels are probably bigger than the battlefield levels. All right. All right. Here we go. Yeah, measure it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so you fight your way to extraction and yeah, only team two teams theoretically get out. Um, only one player from the team needs to get out. But yeah, it's sort of, it's a bit closer to a battle royale than it is, than, than like, it sort of moves more in the battle royale direction than Hunt, right? Like if we look at Tarkov and, uh, and Hunt as a sort of snapback reflex, 
right? Uh, of of the reaction to the move to battle royale, right? So if we if we look at if we take shooters, right, as a as a thing, and then uh, they snapped in one direction with Daisy, DayZ, uh, and then they flung back like the pendulum swings, right, back the other direction, a little bit further to go to to battle royale, which was a mod that attempted to change the, uh, I guess, the time window uh, of of, battle, of Daisy, and then it swings back to the other side again, back to Daisy. So you've you've but not as far. So it's got faster pace, not the same length of Daisy, and you getting in and out. This sort of by having only two teams extracted, sort of swings back again from the Tarkov point towards the Battle Royale point. And I guess we're sort of, I don't know, slowly approaching the zero point, whatever the fuck that point uh, would be. But yeah, anyway, so uh, I think it's interesting. I don't know. I'm going to play it, obviously. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'll play it. I don't know if I'll enjoy it, but we'll find out. Mate. Mate, based, on, based on you and Back from Blood, you'll enjoy fucking anything. <laughs> we'll see. All right, so next up we got Call of Duty is introducing a new anti-cheat method uh, called Ricochet. It will be a, um, a PC or a kernel-level driver that will be fired up once you start up uh, either Vanguard, which is coming out quite soon, or um, Call of Duty Warzone as well and this is to combat the cheating issue that they've had going on for quite a while now um as well as an introduction of new server tools to help uh try and deal with those as well it seems like they're trying to like remember when um riot had that issue with van was is vanguard right that was the name of the game Valorant. Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, Valorant. Valorant. Right, yeah. I thought you were talking about the, the anti-cheat. It might have been solution. Vanguard. Yeah, I have no idea. But they, yeah. they Valorant's anti-cheat, they rolled out the um, something similar to this PC level. Uh, uh, kernel level, yeah. Yeah, kernel level, but it was running all the time. Like before you even yeah. fired up the game, it was just running. Yeah. Um, they got a lot of backlash for that. Sure this did. is doing something similar, but it's only when the game is running and when you It is called off. Vanguard. <laughs> That's what I thought, yeah. Um, and so the, um, yeah, like, I don't know, man. Like, we'll see sort of how this goes out, but I, it's not, it's just going to make things harder for people. I don't think it's going to, like, completely. Well, this one is not cheats. running at all times. Yeah. Okay. So the, they've already come out and clarified that it's not doing that. Uh, so at least there's that. But it's going to um, monitor what you're running while you're running Call of Duty. It's while you're monitor. running. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, which is what it is, I suppose. That is the that is how any cheats eventually will all work. Right? Like, yeah. they got to have some way of knowing what you're doing in the background. Because um, otherwise, all they're doing is, is like, it's too easy to get around them. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the the common issue, right? And even with even with systems like Warden, which is what World of Warcraft used, uh, and and these kernel level ones, you're still able to to dodge around them. Like they're not foolproof. 
people still get around them all the time but uh it's that's that's the problem with anti-cheat right it's a never-ending fucking a never-ending battle you never finish you never win with anti-cheat you just stop it for a little bit but yeah anyway um i think it's cool uh i wonder i don't know why didn't it happen sooner sooner yeah <laughs> i think well i think they've they've been trying stuff right they were doing like yeah. the uh authentication methods and like having to provide your your mobile account in some regions and like uh, it's not like they were trying things I, they just didn't it didn't work people were just figuring out ways around it so here's another method of trying to combat that um which is is a good good thing to do uh okay let's keep go going here uh you put this down i don't know anything about it so you can take the next one um yeah so uh michael kickstar stockley i saw this um on our discord um kickstar is a a uh a caster for rainbow six pro league right uh, and rainbow six esports uh passed away uh, it was announced today, passed away suddenly. They're delaying some pro league stuff as a result of this. Uh, it's sad. Um, Kickstarter and, and Intero are a classic uh, casting duo for Rainbow Six. Um, they always played off one another really well. Uh, yeah, I thought I always thought they they did a really good job of playing off one another and providing a lot of information for a game that. I mean, obviously, wasn't Dota level, but required a you know could require a fairly in depth amount of knowledge to know what the fuck was going on sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really sad. Um, but uh, yeah, just I don't know. It was announced today, and uh, it's had an impact. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, R.I.P. Kickstar, you did a good job uh and stay safe everyone because yep yeah absolutely anything can um right uh next up we've got ea and fifa this is a um story that's sort of been developing over the last week or so um in relation to the rights and the naming rights of ea sports fifa game that they put out every year uh they're talking about ending that relationship at this point some more details actually came out today in relation to what's going on it looks like fifa is seeking one billion dollars every four years to keep that uh naming rights going or even the things that are attached to those naming rights um which primarily includes just the world cup uh sort of section of it um so they get the ability to use the world cup in fifa um and maybe a few other things like the name and, and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but as a whole, this doesn't impact the, uh, you know, the, the, the people that you see in these games and the teams and who they are. They, they're signing individual licenses with other leagues around the world. FIFA's just controlling something completely different. Yeah. Um, they've basically come out, FIFA, and said that they want uh, this $1 billion um, and they want to look at sort of the way that their license is being used and how EA is making money in this game and uh, try and limit them to doing that. 
Um, so, yeah, I I haven't seen this development. I did see it. I did see EA say that they could probably make a FIFA game without the FIFA license, and I was like, they could absolutely do. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it it'd require that it'd have to be delayed for an indefinite amount of time while they removed the FIFA part uh, from all of the text. The same way yeah. they're removing Ghost Recon from the front lines from Tom Clancy's front lines. I mean, obviously that that's an indefinite delay. Uh, but then, yeah, next for, for Blank Twenty Three for Football Twenty Three, right? Just release FIFA Twenty Two, but with all the FIFA elements removed. Easy, done. I mean, it's what they did. It's what they've done for the last five years. So, why not? Yeah, um, well, I didn't the, hear about this, the New York this Times like article, and they've talked about uh, like, but like FIFA doesn't want them to be going further in the how do we monetize this game. Like, some of the examples that were put in here was like, uh, um, uh, like video game tournaments and like digital NFTs inside of FIFA and um, the FIFA game. And th- which is something EA is investigating and looking at, whereas FIFA sort of want to don't want to be a part of that, or they don't want EA going down that route. And so yeah. this is where the conflict is now coming down to like, well, we want a billion dollars if you want this license, but at the same time, we don't want you monetizing the game in these ways anymore. Whereas EA wants to, like, they're clearly not happy with how much money they're making in FIFA, <laughs> and uh, they want to investigate different ways of doing it. So I'm, I'm sorry, confused. So do, do they have to get rid of FIFA Ultimate Team or? I mean, I don't think they, they, they'd have to get rid of it, but they, they don't want them doing like even more like egregious things with that, like looking right. at NFTs or yeah. um, ways that they can do esports tournaments in a game that maybe cost you money to go into or things like that. I have no idea, but yeah. It seems like FIFA is sort of step, stepping back a little bit and saying we don't want to be part of like all this money grabbing like exploitation things that you're putting in there. And EA is like, that's fine, we'll do it. We don't need your name anymore, and we also don't need to pay you a billion dollars. So we're pretty happy with that. And I think this is like we're going to find this out in the next in so, like very soon. I think this relationship is done at this point. EA doesn't need FIFA's name, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think you, you're probably right. I mean, they make like $5.6 billion a year. Uh, and like FIFA Ultimate, that's EA's, uh, full year revenue for 2021, $5.6 billion. And like FIFA Ultimate Team is a huge part of that. But they just changed it to EA Ultimate Team. Exactly. EA right. Soccer. It'll probably be EA Soccer or something like that. And like or one billion dollars. What what's that? Two hundred and fifty million a year, right? That's that's a that's a fucking hefty chunk of change. Uh so and 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 then on top of that, extra control. I think mm-hmm. FIFA might have overplayed their hand. Also, FIFA is chock a block with the most corrupt cunts alive. So well not the most corrupt cunts alive. I mean, obviously, the Australian federal government exists. Yoo-hoo! But, um, like, yeah, FIFA's pretty notoriously corrupt. And it's not like EA's head office is a paragon of fucking uh, morality, but 
still. If I had to pick a side here, I would have to hope that when I flip the coin, it explodes and kills me. Um, yeah. I don't know. This is it's interesting. It's certainly interesting. I reckon you're right. I reckon they abandoned FIFA. It's gone so. Yeah. Uh, they overplay their hand. If they want back in now, EA takes them to the fucking to the fucking burger. Yeah. Hundred million and that's all you get. Yeah. And exactly. none of the things you wanted. None of the things you wanted. My final yeah. offer. You get zero. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we'll see uh, how that sort of pans out. And we got one more story here. I think it's one more, right? Yep. Um, this is not even really a story. Well, it's a, it's a feature article from the Washington Post. It's titled, The Video Game Review Process is Broken. It is bad for readers, writers, and games. Uh, it is written by Mikhail Klementov, um, which was published yesterday. Yep. Uh, did you get a chance to see this at all? I did. I had a read. Uh, yeah. What do you reckon? I thought it'd be interesting to talk about. Um, it's basically in relation to um, the video game review cycle and particularly the uh, Far Cry 6 um, embargo, which lifted last week and uh, and how reviewers are sort of given a limited time to play a game. And something you talked, you touched on last week of being like having to play a game in such a short amount of time like far cry where you spend 20 hours playing it where most other people wouldn't play it that way they would play it over a uh, you know a, a span of of time possibly weeks to months yep um and how that is a very different experience to how people that need or that are reviewing these games sort of consume this media um or was this in relation to death loop as well i think you said the same thing right um uh- like I, I don't know if it really applied to Death Root, Deathloop so much, uh, but it would have like it would have a little, I suppose. I think it was far more exacerbated for Far Cry Six, you know, like yeah. much, much more. Yeah, but yeah. Um. So, the, the, like, we got we got what Far Cry a week early for embargo, yep. something like that. Um, we had a week to play it, but at the same time, like that's a 20, I spent, uh, I think it was 28 hours. I've actually got open still at the moment. Uh, 28 hours. I played that game for, which let's work that out. 28 divided by say like, uh, what? Six days. Yeah. I don't know where that number came from. 28, six, 4.6 hours a day. Right. That I'm playing this game. Um, not including the other things that I'm doing. And, uh, you know, that, that includes like, all right, I, I think I finished it two days before embargo and then spent one sort of day working on the review and then the other things surrounding the review. And then we were podcasting as well. Like, um, so it might've been five. I think I played it over five days. There was one day I didn't play it because it was the weekend and I was out doing things. Um, Right, and that starts to add up a little bit. Yeah. You're now playing this thing like six hours a day, sitting there while trying to do other things as well. Um, and it's a lo- it's a long, you know, it's a long review period for a game that you're maybe playing and getting two hundred bucks for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> On top of that, you're spending like thirty five hours to play a game, and you're getting two hundred bucks for it for that. Um, so which that's is below minimum wage. Yes. 
right? Yeah. And then, and then uh, if you don't agree with those opinions, uh, because you've not, you haven't played the game yet, but you know it's a franchise that you like, and you feel the need to go and abuse people on the internet because they don't like a game that you haven't played before, like that is another weird sort of yep. aspect of that. Um, but I guess the gist of this article was like review systems need to change. And I, I agree with it, but I don't think it's something that's going to happen because of the nature of how games are made. They come in so fucking hot that they're je- unless they're a game like... Um, uh, who does it really well? Sony. Sony's has done their yeah, AAA games are usually pretty good. Yep. They'll they'll be ready. Um, usually, when we're seeing them, they're like three three to four weeks out, yep. and uh, they'll give you a really good long review cycle, and they're polished as shit, right? Yeah. Um, whereas the ma- <laughs> the majority of games aren't like that. They're coming in hot. Um, Deathloop, great example, came in uh you know pretty hot not that like, hot we got like four days sure yeah um it got patched maybe twice while we're reviewing it no idea what they patched like mm-hmm. they're the type of things that like that's definitely it, yeah yeah if you get a game like all right say we change the review cycle right and it comes to a point where now we're given three weeks to review it right but these games are still coming in hot and they're also getting a patch every week so they get like three patches right um but at the same time there are cases where we don't know what is being changed sometimes studios will tell you like hey here's the things that here's the reviewer's guide here is the things that we know are issues and we're fixing them in these patches but you really don't know if they're going to be fixed and so it becomes a, a like a guessing game at this point well all right i had this issue in my game which they're saying could be fixed but i can't then go back and try and see if they fixed it maybe they did maybe they didn't um maybe there's points where they do push out patches and they don't tell you what has been changed and so you get in this weird mixture of like all right now we're reviewing games based of uh guesses and it gets even more convoluted in terms of trying to give your own opinion because uh, at the end of the day you can only base it off of that of your experience in the game and whether or not that's going to be something that everyone else has yeah um, and I just don't think it's going to change because games just come in so fucking I mean we come back to I said it earlier qui bono right who benefits who benefits from the tight reviewing window it's not fucking reviewers it's not fucking readers it is publishers publishers benefit when when reviewers don't have enough time to fully critically analyze a game. Uh, so everything's a seven. And because they control the distribution of the goods in the first place, Mm -hmm. uh, then they are able to not allow it to change. So it's not going to change because publishers have no, like there's no reason for publishers to allow it to change. That's the thing, right? Publishers are fully in control here. This is not a bug. It is a feature of the system. This is the system working as intended. The problem is, of course, uh, obviously, outlets. Outlets are slaves to profits. Uh, So outlets are at fault for 
chasing the fucking dragon, chasing the fucking the so, day and date release review. Yeah. Um, because they have to. There's no point in doing it afterwards for the most part. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's no point, which means readers are at fault. Readers are at fault because they don't give a fuck about a review that's written three weeks later and they don't give a fuck about a review that doesn't have a score about on it and they don't give a fuck about a review that doesn't really fit a very narrow window of what conforms to what readers want. And reviewers are at fault. Reviewers are at fault for continuing to take gigs for under minimum wage uh, or, in my case, doing it for fucking free. Uh, like, every, there's there are so many failure points here and none of them have any way of changing because at the end of the day it's controlled by publishers the people who profit out of this the most are the publishers and they have zero interest in changing Mm -hmm. absolutely no interest in changing which is why we're always very appreciative uh when sony comes and does like gives you fucking code well early and they do it what's incredible about that is that they do it even when you go out there and rip their fucking games and you want right if anyone should be getting games late you would expect it to be me right because fucking sony had a bit of a run there where they just didn't release very good games in my opinion games that i just didn't like all that much and they still, they got me fucking, they got me Tsushima director's coat, uh, cut early. They didn't get me Death Stranding director's cut, but uh, that was a good thing because I because they knew. <laughs> didn't want to have to fucking play it. Um, but uh, like they did, they got me director, uh, Death Stranding in the first place and they didn't, they didn't fucking blacklist me uh, after I fucking slammed that game. Hmm. Like that review went up on fucking Metacritic. Like... Yeah, I think Sony does a really fucking... Like, Sony do a really fucking noble job of that shit. Uh, Sony are doing it right. But other publishers, they it's not in their best interests to allow that shit to, to go ahead. Um, to to allow that shit to to ruin their fucking bottom line, I guess, is, is how they see it, is how they view it. Um, so they will not allow it to happen. Which is why, why I think this podcast is pretty unique because we're both capable enough of playing a game uh on a short tight schedule and playing it and analyzing it quickly and like distilling that analysis into something that i think is generally pretty readable uh for for an audience that like not necessarily for any specific audience, but for the general audience. And obviously I don't review every game because I got to make money. Uh, and so sometimes making money takes priority over, uh, over writing reviews, but uh, like, yeah, yeah, we do, we do reviews wherever we can. Um, I think, I think it works out well. Like that's why, and the podcast substitutes really nicely, I think. Uh, yeah. that's what like I think- last week's a perfect example right where we can talk about right. battlefield and far cry for two and a half hours yeah. and dive into like exactly why that stuff is not good or why certain things are good 
Exactly. And yeah, I think that's 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 what works, right? But the the reality is, right? Major websites don't want what we're selling, right? Yeah. But the other weird thing is, you know what else I see a lot of? What's of that? I want like the, the this argument of uh I want um like I want long form writing. Yeah. And I don't want reviews being rushed, but these are also people that that I see say, Oh, I want I don't I don't want one hour podcast, I want a twenty minute podcast. And you're like, yeah. Well, you can't have it both ways. Like, oh, I can't yeah. I can't listen to that podcast. They they talk for too long. They talk for two hours. It's like, yep. yeah, because maybe those are the people that are doing this long form stuff. Or like they'll go and um you know who's a perfect example? that I've watched a couple of reviews of recently, either uh, I'll, I'll spruce some Australians, uh, either G-Man or SkillUp, the two yep. guys that I think do really good reviews in terms of video reviews, and they're generally long-form reviews, right? Yep. I, I may not agree with... Well, I don't I, Anything compl- SkillUp says? Yep. I don't agree with anything that G-Man <laughs> said in his... I, I agree with, sorry, most of the stuff that G-Man said in his Far Cry review, but then he turned around at the last minute and said he liked it, which is weird but that's like a 25 minute review right it will skill up yeah. will do like a 25 minute review and that yeah. is long form reviews that you don't yeah. see on websites anymore and they get most of that stuff out at embargo um and that's similar to like the things people are asking for but these are the same people that then don't want to watch a youtube video because yeah. they're like i don't want to watch them but i want to read it i don't i, I don't watch a, youtubers yeah i don't right? watch youtube i want to read a ten thousand word article yeah but I don't. Want, I don't want to listen to a forty-five minute discussion on that. Like game. I get. I get why, right? Because you you ingest media in different ways. You ingest certain media in in different ways, and it can be difficult to uh, to sort of resolve how you are taking that stuff in. Like it. It would seem to me like a, a waste of the medium. And God knows I'm a slave to not wasting a medium, but like it would seem to me like a waste of the medium if you made a, a long form YouTube video that didn't really have visuals that punctuated your opinion. But that would preclude using that as something that you could listen to. So, like I assume, I don't know how people listen to this podcast, but I presume based on fast forward, I assume. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, on uh like on on while they're i don't know fucking mowing the lawn or driving to work or doing something that takes a bunch of fucking time right yeah and you can probably do the same thing with the 25 minute long video but g-man and skiller both tend to pepper in yeah visual aids that you would not get a lot out of if you're mowing the lawn or driving to work or something like that because you'd need to have your eyes elsewhere. And that's that's sort of the problem. And when you're listening to a podcast, maybe you don't want to be fucking uh, reading, but when you are in the mood for reading long-form shit, maybe you are in... Maybe you're not in the mood for fucking, like, listening to something. You know, maybe you need your ears available to listen out for your baby crying or some shit like that and that's the thing right like everyone ingests media in different ways and they've got different reasons for for ingesting in certain ways and yeah like i don't know that's why my fucking that's that's why i don't agree with ign's 
IGN's philosophy is that you have to have a review script that is independent. The scripts and the text can't be the same. And I just do not agree with that, right? I think it's because, well, first of all, I write the way I talk uh, in my mind uh, because when I edit, I read it out loud. And so if it sounds dumb when I read it out loud, then I will edit it so it sounds like it makes sense. Yeah. But I IGN, generally, like if I write a paragraph, I'll read it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it sounds different. Yeah, exactly. Um, but IGN's philosophy is the written piece can't be the same as the video script. It's got to be a completely separate thing. You've got to write a video script. Yeah, and that's why I get paid twice. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, you always have to make sure you get get paid for that shit, for sure. Uh, but the other thing is, like, it's a pain in the dick because you got to fucking... I, it feels like plagiarism because you're re retreading all your own words. I, I do not like it. But uh, also, like, I could have just read out my fucking review in the first place, right? Like, just let me read it. Like, I already wrote it like it's it's supposed to be read. But that's not how everyone writes. Lots of people write very different to how they read uh, out loud. And like, I think there's a real art to, to that sort of writing that just isn't my yeah. jam. It's not something I want to do. Um, well, but yeah, just like, have, like you've, you've got two editors, right? Because you've now got a video editor and you've probably got your reviews editor. Just give them your copy and go, good luck, fellas. See you later. You fix it. <laughs> you get paid the big bucks. Yeah, you don't um, need to be an editor. You edit it. That'll make it sound different, right? Genius. Uh, that's that's the that's the that's the goes back to it's reviewers' fault for taking on jobs below minimum wage. But you know the the art of being a freelancer is always value adding for no extra cost, despite it being a huge fucking burden to yourself because you're a goddamn idiot, Joe. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah, like. It's it's just the the nature of the beast is is that everyone ingests media in different ways. That's why I try to like uh, that's why I do the script. Uh, I'll, I'll post the script on the gapodcast.com, and then I post the video on my YouTube, and then I put the two together, and I always make sure both link back to one another so you can ingest it however you want from those two things. And I try not to have too many visual aids, uh, just stuff that uh, sort of highlights what I'm talking about, but not like. I try not to smash cut to, except for right at the end when I'll have something that ends with, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. So it's yeah. basically just me reading out the review so that you can listen to it without having to watch it. You would get something out of it if you did watch it. And if you feel like just reading it, because it is quite long, you could just read it instead. And that's, that is the, that is my attempt to find the happy middle ground between these three things. Um, but I don't know, like it's, it's not something that major websites seem to want, right. And it is pretty labor intensive, um, to make a video and record a voiceover and write a review and not everyone can do all of those things. And it's probably unreasonable to expect someone to do all of those things. Although the big YouTubers obviously do it anyway, like but they're it's, also not they're not posting it as a written review as well most of the time. 
No, and so yeah, you don't have to. They they don't have to sub edit all their own yeah, shit. Yeah, editing and, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it is what it is, right? Video game reviews are undeniably broken, and the best thing that we can do is attempt to do them better, and that's all we can do. And we can't change the parts that we can't change, right? We can't change the elements of it that are beyond our control. Mm-hmm. All we can do is try to be better ourselves and try to try to carve a path out for someone coming up to do better as well. Or just and tell I think, them not to do it. Just don't do it. Just don't, just don't do don't it. Do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Get out. No. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Go be a plumber. Um, they make a fuckload of money. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I think, uh, I, I still love writing video game reviews. I still like, I love it. So I'll continue to do it forever. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's no question. I mean, yeah, I saw a couple of people getting into it, right? Being like, oh, the discourse. Oh, here we go. It's this discourse again, right? But fuck that. Because the, the reality is, Right? The reason we keep having these same fucking conversations over and over and over again is because nothing ever fucking changes. If anything, they get worse. Mm. So we have to have the conversation again. So I appreciate this article coming out on Washington Post. Right? My my knee-jerk reaction was fuck off. Okay? Fuck off. Writing reviews is hard and it's it pays for shit and all you get is hate from people who literally can't know better because the game's not fucking out yet. And so fuck off telling me that reviews are bad. But it's truth. It is It is a truth, right? Video game reviews are bad, uh, in a bad place. And they haven't gotten better and they never seem to get better. And it's infuriating. And yeah, the, the only thing you can do is try to be better yourself. Anyway. That's why The Gap is the best podcast in the world and everyone who listens to it is exceedingly smart. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Uh, do we have any questions for this week? I don't think we do, but let's have a squiz. I mean, we could take, basically just did answer a question. That is true. Uh, and we don't. No, so that's cool. Uh, you got anything you want to plug then? Anything you've been working on? Uh, I, I have literally no idea when the fuck it's going. I don't think it's going up for weeks, so no. No. What happened? Did your the... Battlefield stuff go up? Uh, no. Did you do anything for Battlefield? No. I have done stuff for Battlefield, but it's not up yet. And I have easy. no fucking idea when it's going up. Uh, <laughs> tune into the GAPodcast.com next week. <laughs> next Monday, I will have a big review for a game I can't talk about yet. Uh, but. No buts. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, what about you, Luke? What do you got? Uh, you can go to, I guess, deviver.com and uh, check out my Battlefield 2042 preview, uh, my Far Cry 6 review, and I think that is it. Yeah, that's it for this point. So cool. there you go. Nothing else to plug. Uh, get your jab. Get, go get your beer. I don't know. Whatever people are doing these days. To get out um, of the house. I'm going to get beer. I'm going to get a beer. I did. I fucking I cleaned out my uh my cupboard behind me, mm. and uh, while I was cleaning it out, I found 
a uh, like a whole four pack of beers. Well, three of a four pack because I'd already drunk one of them had <laughs> exploded. Oh, nice! It, yeah. Um. So that was uh, <laughs> upsetting. Like, what is that weird smell in my room? Well, I, I mean, it's, it reeked a beer, but I was just like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, at least does. Like, how, how am I supposed to tell that, right? Uh, um, but I emailed them, and they're sending me, um, like, another four-pack. So yeah. That's pretty and cool. some carpet cleaner. Nah, probably not. Don't worry. I, need, I like the smell. I like the beer smell. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I've got a lot of beer. And cool. uh, it's actually rapidly approaching expiry date so uh i'm gonna have to fucking can on this weekend yeah gotta drink that stuff that's it can't let it go to waste no all right there you go that is our podcast you can find us on itunes android windows or spotify youtube all places you get podcasts from you can find us under the gap or the gi podcast uh if you do have a moment please rate and review the show helps other people find us on the internet uh if you want to socialize with the people you can go to thegapodcast.com slash discord, jump in there, um, playing video games, talking Dota. You don't have to talk Dota, you can just talk in the general chat. Whatever you want to do. Um, it's a good place to hang out. You can also go to uh, our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to everything that we do, including past episodes, features like the one going up next week, and a bunch of other things. And that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast. Become a recurring member. Get the podcast early, except for this week because we got embargoes to adhere to. So it'll go up a little bit later, but... Not too much later. A little bit later. Yeah. I think last week's I put up on like two two or three hours after we finished recording. Fucking smashing. Yeah, we got it up real quick. And then I... But I also did put it out earlier on um on friday to get the uh because far cry was dropping you gotta warn the people don't buy it oh yeah, Avoid yeah of course cry. yeah yeah you're gonna get in get out ahead of that yeah they're trying to beat us no i don't think so you'd be soft i'm on top this, of this, this one this is why this is why light reviews serve the publishers they're trying to push <laughs> yeah. it out as much as possible stop yeah. luke yeah uh yeah so thank you everyone that supports the show we greatly thank you so much it. We do. pay the bills. Um, And I think that is it for this week. Next week, as Job said, we got a few things, a few surprises we'll talk about. Um, And uh, yeah, play some more more games, talk about some Dota and everything else that's going on in the world of video games. So, 100%. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Love you. Bye.